Welcome back to the RC Scrap Pile Podcast. This week we've got two guests again. I know. We got Larry on the mend. And uh, like last week, Jason Hill is here. He was, man, happy enough to grace us with his presence again. That, that makes me so happy. Oh, and, man. And then, <laughs> and then super special, well, not super special guest. Just yeah, special absolutely. Guest. That's, I would say special super guest. special guest. Yeah. Nick, Nick Ziegler, dude. I look at this guy's stuff online all the time. Amazingly funny shit, man. Uh, and um, he's got some great airplane <laughs> content, too. Yeah. Amazingly funny. Thank you. And uh, some of the stuff that... Uh, that he does you know is just absolutely amazing uh the the last one that i you know he just recently sold was that p47 and that airplane i mean he's uh, what'd you spend on that thing six weeks doing all the detail work yeah probably but i only honestly probably had a night and a half and doing all the rivets and panel lines and that i mean uh, <laughs> It was that, it was pretty detailed, right? That there was lots of detail in that deal. Did did it go? Did it sell? Yeah, it sold. It's on its way to uh, Northwest Chicago, Indiana area. Wow! So it it went to a good home. It's a uh, guy's first warbird, so it nice. should treat him well. It what? flew like a pussy cat. So right, that's a that's a good one to have for a first one. Not uh, you know. As far as warbirds go, if I was going to have that style of warbird, it would be uh, P-47, any of the heavy iron stuff. That's where I'm at with it, is that airplane. It's got the real wide landing gear, real you know, real easy to fly, it looks like. P-47 is by far, we tell everybody when they get into warbirds, if you want the best flying warbird out there to go P-47, you just can't beat it. And, of course, uh, you know, that's about the second one, they or the first one they discontinued when they started doing everything, you know, is that airplane, it seems like, isn't it? The one I had? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the first ones that got discontinued, then they made a second one, and then it got discontinued. I ended up getting mine in a trade, so, and it was bone stock and, uh, pretty shady put together so i went through it all and one thing led to another and snowballed my brother shook his head one day and i just started just started detailing it and changing everything over and well you saw the end product right it was a it was a real nice deal at the end you know and that's generally how that shit goes is you you start at one spot and it just snowballs into a into an uh, a situation of holy hell that's a lot of work which man i think the first time i saw this guy's name is uh i'm on uh, like a classic pattern plane group I think, right. I, I think that's actually what it's called and i don't know if it was him or his brother but man they've got some really cool classic pattern stuff oh yeah uh it might not. Some of them might not even be classic. It just might just be pattern stuff. Period. But I, I kind of like the old school stuff. Right. Uh, Nick. Yeah, we're kind of the classic pattern hoarders. I've kind of, I've just sold like three pattern planes here recently. I think my brother's probably going to sell one or two. But uh, we've had our collection. We pretty much have one of every era of pattern from the beginning to all the way to the end. So pretty eclectic collection we have is that uh, uh, uh that's 
it appears your main flying style is, you know, kind of the old school pattern style, you know, real, uh, real crisp, real clean lines. You know, I don't, I don't see you doing a whole bunch of 3D stuff on the stuff I see, you know, videos and stuff like that. I've, I've never personally been a 3 d -er. I mean, I like to watch it, but I'm more about the more realistic flight. Um, about the closest I'll get to 3D would be hovering, um, and that's about all that I do. Otherwise, I kind of like, I've always been that way. I've always just like the normal old-school aerobatic, IMAX style, um, and that's just kind of how I've always flown. I just never got into the high-throw, crazy, overpowered 3D stuff. And... You know, that's uh there's nothing wrong with that. I don't I don't do the three D stuff. I just you know, uh I don't wanna say go beat the sky into submission, but you know, go out there, have fun, be on point, be crisp if you can, you know have fun doing what you do. I'm right there with you. I like the same that's the same style yeah, I try I, to play. I don't have anything against three D flyers. Um I don't got anything against any flyers as long as they're out having fun, but you know, everybody's got their own style. It's just, uh, you know, like my brother, he's, he mixes and matches it all. I mean, just watching him fly is amazing. He'll mix 3d with IMAX flying style and from wild to mild. I mean, he likes to mix it. Me, I'm just more, more relaxed, more, I don't know. I don't push my stuff as hard as I guess. Well, uh, I, I'm completely understanding of that. You know, we've got a guy here in Oklahoma city and he's kind of that way. He can, he can four point roll. He can hover. He can tail touch. I mean, uh, I'm not real. I couldn't tell you what some of the names of this 3d stuff is. You know, uh, he can well, you go, start throwing in like XA and that, dude, there's so many different facets right. of all of that. Right. You know, uh, but he can do a little bit of all of it and makes all of it look good when he's doing it. And it really doesn't matter what you hand him to fly. I remember one day he was doing a rolling circle with a cadet with the, <laughs> with, with the wing rubber banded on, you know, I mean, yep. we put some extra rubber bands on it just to be on the safe side, but he sure enough did. Rolling circle with a barn door aileron cadet. And I'm like, man, this, no, you can't do that. Watch. And I'll be 100% straight. I would probably do a lot more 3D stuff if I could, you know, get over being a suck-ass pilot. I don't think it's, uh. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of control involved in that that, that I don't have. I think it's <laughs> a mentality know? thing, man. It definitely takes a specific mentality. Not everybody can do it. Even, even You can be a good pilot and still not be a good 3D pilot. Well, you have to well, not be, not see dollar signs, is what I think. Well, that's where I fail. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a whole nother world, man. It's like I like I like to watch it, but I don't like to do it. And I've watched a lot of Jace's videos, and even the ones where they show like half screen, like you know his fingers on the sticks and the the maneuvers of the airplane, and I just go cross-eyed. I'm like, how the hell did they do that? Yeah, I couldn't keep up with but, that. There's no way. I was like, no, nah, that's not for me. You know, I'm seeing dollar signs. I mean, 
you know, if it would have been 20 years ago before I got married and had a mortgage payment and stuff, I'd go out, be stupid, crash a plane, go home, grab another one, go back to the field in an hour and not care. But nowadays, it's I'm a little more careful. I know the feeling. Right. Well, I, I think I think that age, you know, uh, helps with that. You, I, I'll use the word respect your equipment a little more. You know, I would rather my equipment last and be there for a long time versus, you know, oh, man, I got 10 grand in this badass airplane and go out there and you hover it and the motor quits and it's done. You know, that, boy, I'd be mad. I had yeah, my- that's. That's why I've never dumped so much money into an airplane, and I don't know. The Sequoia that I'm building right now, it's about as crazy as I'm going to get. I just can't see. I like to have multiple airplanes instead of just putting, you know, all my eggs in one basket. So. Oh, I, I, I completely understand that. And that that airplane, I mean, a GP61, and, I mean, that that's going to be a nice, nice airplane in itself. It looks like, from what I've seen, you have... Uh, got the best of you know what uh, 50cc build needs as far as servos and engine and airframe etc yeah I went a little crazy on this one I didn't have to servo wise I'm way overpowered just like everybody else it didn't need nearly this much servo but I like the specs and I wanted to try something different so I went with these and I've never had a GP, so I decided to try GP, and I always told Joe Lewis that I try one. So I was like, "Oh, I don't build many of these big things." So I said, "I'll finally buy GP and ordered one." And so, but yeah, Falcon prop, Falcon spinner. I went you know, no expense spared on this for this size of an airplane. So I hope it flies good. Oh, I, I'm sure it's going to. The experience that I've had with GP, uh, not necessarily, I don't personally own one, but there's a handful of guys around here that have them. All, uh, nobody has one of the 61s, but the 123 and uh, what Mike has the big one, the 176, I think. Yep. And, boy, it's a thumper. And it's reliable. Ever, I mean, it just runs good. Yeah, that's what everybody said. I just... When I go to build a new plane, I do a lot of research. I re- I go through. I'm weird like that, I guess. I go back and I read forums. Um, you know, everybody's opinion matters. Um, a lot of people say, yeah, they're good. A lot of a lot of fanboys say get a DA, um, which you know they're just as good too. Um, but you know, I heard nothing but good things about them. They made a lot of revisions. Stuff that people asked for that I read when they originally came out. Now they've been revised a little bit, and I heard nothing but good things. So I was like, I'll go ahead and order one. So it's definitely cool when a manufacturer supplier actually listens to the customer and uh, makes revisions, like what you're talking about. That's that's a big deal to me too when I'm shopping for stuff. And uh, you're yeah, the, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, it just. It's, it's really cool. It's like people were complaining about, like, the choke setup and a few other things. And now when you buy, like, the GP, it comes with the crankcase, you know, uh, already milled out. that has got a carbon fiber push rod that goes through the crankcase out the front and comes with a choke setup already in it. 
So you just got a manual choke that, you know, you don't have to do all these crazy Z-bends and bell cranks to make your choke work. So, and that was a big thing people said. GP listened, and next thing you know, it's on the new engine, so... Man, speaking of that Sukhoi, I saw a post that you're uh, talking to some guy about some pilots, man. What's that dude's name? What's the what? The the guy's name that you you, you hit him up about uh, some pilot figures. Oh, the pilot figures, yeah. I was actually, uh, I was on RC groups. I like Cajun RC pilots. They were always my favorite. But they were expensive back in the day. And I collected them new in the package for a while, but just used my last one. So I put a wanted ad on there. Gentleman contacted me and said, hey, I sold my designs to Cajun RC. He says, I'm building up a website. And then he showed me a bunch of pictures of his stuff, original cast, just like it. And I was like, hey, you build me a hot blonde that's supposed to be in this airplane? And he's like, yeah, I'll build you one. So he's building me, God, I can't even pronounce her name, Sabelta? Yeah, I've seen her videos. Yeah. Woo boy! Yeah. I've watched, I've watched her videos, and yeah, not only is she a looker, but she can really rock her Sukhoi. So, yeah, she handles that I airplane think, pretty well. I figured it'd be the perfect pilot for it. I like to be different too. A lot. I've, I've ran girl pilots in my planes for years. People always ask why. It gives them something to talk about, I guess. Well, and and that's a again part of the fun of this hobby is being different in some aspect or another. Which uh, yes, it is. Which you do a pretty good, you do a real good job of it, really. What's uh oh, what's the what's the guy you have all his plans? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Dave Patrick. Dave Patrick, man, that just having all the. Uh, all the history that you have in your possession of, of that guy's stuff, that's amazing feat in itself. Yeah. Uh, not only do I have like all of his plans and everything that I got plans here for Goldberg planes that have never, that were never produced. There were only concepts. So I got all these plans in his possession. Then I also found, uh, his world championship pattern plane that he flew all around the world too. And it was the exact model he took to Taiwan, Colombia, um, Japan, a bunch of other, uh, Poland. So the pattern plane that's sitting in my garage, it's been all over the world, blown multiple world championships. That's man. That's impressive. That's piece of history yeah how many times have you flown it nick i've flown it a couple times that's my a, brother flew it a couple times and that's even better it's, like, it's not a shelf queen that's what i wanted to hear <laughs> yeah i haven't flown it i'm gonna i'm gonna lie i haven't flown it since um don't want to risk it it's honestly it's going back to canada a buddy of mine wants it wanted it really bad maybe an offer i could refuse he lives in Canada, so he wants it to go back to Canada. So he's going to drive down from Canada to get it, and uh, he's going to hang it up at his house because it, this plane was when Dave flew for Team Canada. Damn, that's crazy. So it's actually going to go back to Canada and just kind of be hung up and probably flown very rare. But when you got something like that, it should be – all planes should be flown, but it should – 
kind of be in a museum, but agreed. Well, something like that, yeah. Uh, that's I, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to go to Triple Tree, but they have some of Chip Hyde stuff hanging up in this in this room, you know, and and one of them's the the great big ultimate that he flew. And that, I remember that ultimate since I was a little kid and magazines and all that. And I always wanted an ultimate in that color scheme. Right, and uh, it it's hanging up in there. They have this they have this great big uh, uh, room. I, it's not an office room. It's a uh, it's a teaching room or a, a learning center is what they call it. But they have that they have that airplane and there was a a really well known U control guy. And I can't think of his name, but they have a whole bunch of his championship airplanes hanging up on the wall. And, I mean, it's it's just a really cool experience to see that. You know, but yeah, that, one of these days I'd like to get down there. Oh, you have to. With, uh, with, with uh, uh, the reputation you carry and is involved in the hobby as you're in, uh, it's a must-do situation. Yeah, I, there's a lot of places I'd like to go visit. You know, I've been... I've been invited to so many, so many different clubs, so many different flyings. They're like, you and your brother need to come out here. You guys got to come out, fly with us, put on a show, show some of your guys' old stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, me and my brother don't get to travel. We both have health issues, so we both stay close to home. So we, we don't go very far. I mean, 100 miles is about as far as me and him both go. Right. Unfortunately, so. Well, and you know, life happens. You can't you can't always control health issues, you know. And especially if you need to stay close to home, you need to stay close to home. These people are just gonna have to come to you, you know. And and that's <laughs> uh, and that's honestly, it's that's one of the directions I'd like to go. You know, I have some. Uh, my dad's family's all from Indiana and up in that area. You know, I'd like to go up there and see his, you know, his stomping grounds from where his grandparents lived, and that's all part of that is to come up there and, you know, I have some really good friends in Racine, Wisconsin, and just kind of all over there. I'd like to take a month off and and just go cruise the land up there. Sounds like he's asking to borrow your couch, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've had, had, believe it or not, since this Facebook, stuff came around i've actually met and had a lot of people driving through you know stop by buy planes just come through and look through the garage i mean i don't have a huge ass collection of stuff but i got some people just say how do you acquire this stuff (laughs) it's like it's like i got a set of props here that's got they're in a velvet bag and it says it's embroidered chip hide across the front. Wow. And inside are four props that are brand new. They're called special Mario props and they're all handwritten, hand carved 2210, 2211. And everybody asks, how'd you get them? Some guys just sent them to me. He says, you collect history. These should belong to you. Wow. And, you know, I, I, I messaged Chip Hyde on Facebook. I said, hey, can you tell me a little bit about them? And he just said, yeah, they were from my TOC days, 1993, 
92-93, they were for my Precision Eagle 4.2 on blow. He said, where'd you get them at? <laughs> like some guy mailed them. Some guy mailed them to me. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that's so. all that that's part of the fun though of of all of this is when you start getting back into that history. And I would have to say that I would be like, man, that's crazy till about three months ago when we started <laughs> this deal and now people are sending us stuff. Right. It's the craziest stuff in the world, man. And if you've sent us something, I can't thank you enough. Uh, right. But on the other end of it, I'm humbled and I'm like, why did this dude send me this shit? Right. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know. There, there are some people in the hobby that are just, just that way, man. They like sharing the love. And dude, I try to do that, you know, on a local level, you know, for sure. But yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever sent. Any, yeah, I don't know if I've ever. Been awesome. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever sent anybody anything in the mail, which that's coming. Because uh, now I feel like I got to pay it forward. (laughs) You know, I don't feel like I have to, you know, but I want to, you know. One of my favorite airplanes that I owned was given to me. And I I still don't understand why I got it, but it's a good airplane. Yeah, the planes that are are given to me or we build them or my dad builds them or my brother, you know, it's a me and my brother project. I tend to keep them. The planes and stuff that I flip a lot and sell or, you know, I'll buy them, fly them, enjoy them, and, you know, spread it forward. Or, you know, they're planes that are replaceable, stuff that I can recreate that don't mean a whole lot to me. But uh, I got some stuff here that I've held on to for, you know, a long time that I I should fly more, but I don't just because they mean a lot. Well, man, one of the cooler, cooler planes that I have that it's not super cool or anything like that, but I always wanted one, and they were just kind of un, unavailable unless you wanted to build one from a kit. Man, I would love to do that, just don't have time. But uh, I wanted a Phoenix 7 pattern plane. And old Clint takes a trip up to where'd you go? Arvada, Colorado. Arvada, Colorado. And he comes home and he goes, hey, man, I got a pattern plane you might want. And I get over there, I was like, gosh, damn, dude, that's a Phoenix 7. He goes, yeah, you want it? I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. You know? <laughs> you got a Phoenix 7? Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, I've, I've flown it twice. It, man, it's still got the fixed gear in it. I'm wanting to put, uh, it needs it needs some retracts, and then it's got an OS 55 on it right now, and I have an OS 75 with a tune pipe I'm going to put in it. The we 55 can, flies we, it, but it, it needs a little more. We can do retracts. We can definitely do that. Retracts are cool, but my brother's getting ready to build a, Dave Brown Illusion, which is a pretty rare point in itself. Yep. Um, everybody builds the, like the typos and all that, but nobody builds an illusion. And uh, we fly off a grass runway, which is pretty manicured, nice, but just for reliability and durability, he knows he's actually building one without retracts. He says, you know, I just want to go out and fly it. He says, I don't want the problem of retracts. And I 100% so, agree with that, but I just feel like this plane needs it you know i don't i don't have a lot of stuff with retracts i think i've got yeah. one electric jet that's got retracts that's the only thing i've got with retracts and the field closest to us right now is an awesome runway so why not yeah i, I want something with retracts i think all the old pattern planes need retracts they look better with it but and it's what do they call it you know putting 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag right <laughs> exactly it's just no room in them things to even barely begin to try to get all this stuff to fit. 
which I'm not going to go old school and put an air tank in it. No, I'm probably going to buy some electric ones. I'm going to, I'm going to, I think that's I'm a good bit, call. I guess I'm going to bitch out on that for all, all right. you real old school guys, man. I'm sorry. That's a good yeah. call, man. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah, the KISS method every time. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> I got the stupid part covered. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you need if you need retracks between me and my brother, we probably have fifty sets laying around. So oh my gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, man, send me a uh, PayPal invoice, man, and we'll get some coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that uh, that's something else. Yo, I was I was noticing. You were working on something here real recently. It may have been that Sukhoi. It was that Sukhoi. The wheels that are on that Sukhoi, you're like, yeah, I had these in stock. I need to order some more. And I'm like, holy shit, man, you have a local hobby shop in your garage. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I'm kind of a hoarder, I guess. When I see good deals, I buy it. Um, I like to have stuff on the shelf. Um I'm more of a nighttime builder. Uh, I'll work all day, come home, eat dinner. Wife and the daughter will go upstairs to play video games, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going out to the garage. So, you know, by the time I, I get done with that, it's 8 or 9 o'clock, and I don't like to be stuck on a project. So, you know, I, hell, I've had people call me at, at midnight before, hey, I'm, bu- I'm in the middle of a build. Do you got this? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got two of them sitting on the shelf. Come on, come over and grab one. So, yeah. Let me see that you've ordered one, and I'll give you this one. And when that one comes in, bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. It's either, I've had buddies come over, and uh, I had one dude come over. And he's a friend of mine. He says, "What's your garage code? I know you got something I need it." So I give him my garage code or whatever. So he sends me a picture of uh, some stuff that he took, and he left some money on my table, and off he went. I'm like, man, I'm from but you know there's nothing wrong with that yeah there's definitely worse things you could be doing yeah right there's way worse things you could be doing and and i i kind of feel like my father and i are are that same way too you know you walk into our into our hobby shop hangar storage area etc and i mean if you can't come up with something to fix the situation in the stuff that we have you probably need to try again on what you're doing we have a little of everything yeah i'm the same way my field box weighs like 200 pounds because if i go out to the field well if i ever remember to take my field box you could friggin build a a crashed airplane out of my field box i got everything that you can think of in there so that's uh but that's a that's a situation that i i continually try and improve on is I, I don't ever feel like I go to the flying field and I have enough shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I go out there and I may have what I need to fix what I'm flying, but I'm one of those guys I want to, if somebody else's shit's broke, you know, I want to be able to help have the opportunity to help them as well. You know, and sometimes I get out there and I'm, you got this? No, I sure don't. Man, I'm a total asshole. I show up with like a hobby knife, uh, some packing tape, and a couple of different <laughs> pairs of pliers, and uh, hopefully I don't need it. Well, you know? <laughs> generally when you do that, you're flying some kind of foam. Oh, yeah. I hardly ever even bring my, my field box. When I do, it just means I have super glue and a couple different pairs of screwdrivers. <laughs> well, I've gotten, 
I've gotten real lazy myself. I got me a double transmitter case, and I keep uh, a couple screwdrivers, my glow drivers, a starter, my transmitter, my sunglasses, and uh, a few miscellaneous things in there. Usually I just grab that and I go. I got enough just to barely get me by. Then when I need something, I'm like, shit, I should have grabbed my field box. <laughs> we, we have a guy that we fly with, and uh, he has one of those real nice Futaba double cases. And half of it is for his radio, and the other half is his field box. He, he stuffed foam in it, like that real dense black foam, yeah. and... Yeah. took the screwdriver and poked it in there in a nice row so there's a hole in the foam. You just put the screwdriver back in the hole and it stays. You know, That's exactly it, what I do. <laughs> see? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I feel like that I'm forgetting something. Better than what I got. Yeah. Now that I'm getting back into this gas or stuff, I have to start taking my field box. You need to tinker with them a little bit more and have more tools and I'm but, yeah, I'll get out to the field and need a ball driver, and I'm like, great, that's in my actual field box. Yeah, that's uh, – and I went through a, uh, a situation here a month or so ago. I say a situation. I went through a one – you remember the old-school wood unfold field boxes? Oh, yeah, the ones that weigh 250 pounds. Yeah, I want a, I want one of those, but nobody can seem to come up with plans for one. I mean, all I need is a set of plans, and I can figure out somebody to make it. Or I can probably cut it out myself. I mean, I don't know. But I need a set, oh, of, I need a set of plans for one to know what the hell I'm using in the size, you know. Well, if you you can still plan. find them things on eBay brand new in the boxes for like 10 bucks. Really? Yeah, like from Great Plains or something like that. No, no, them, they're no. all the same. Well... Maybe I'd have to. I've got a picture of the one I'm thinking about. I'll send it to you later on, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. It's not like a field box, you know, like the with the handle on top and the fuel on the side. It was what it looks like is an old airplane mechanics or an old mechanics uh, metal, you know, the unfolding toolbox. The the top's yeah. open and then it unfolds. It this kind of looks like that. And versus, then it's got like legs on it that flips out like no, an no, old no. school TV. No, that, I'm <laughs> yeah. not talking about that one. My dad had one of those when I was a kid. And I yeah. hated carrying yeah. that bastard. <laughs> I hated it. It was always heavy. You send me a picture, I'll find it. That's one good thing I can do is I can hunt down the impossible stuff. It seems like it. <laughs> I, I, I'll find the picture. I I screenshotted a picture of it because it was on a. It was on one of the flying groups, you know, on Facebook. He's like, I found this at a garage sale for 10 bucks," And I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was, <laughs> I mean, I'll give you yeah. 50 for it right now. Nope. Oh, damn it. Send me a picture. I'll find you one. All right. I'll do it. If this guy can hunt down RC parts, like this, some of the memes that he posts, you're going to be in good fucking <laughs> shape, bro. <laughs> yeah, true story. So, man, what's up with these scooters? I'm, I'm going to go totally off topic and not talk about airplanes, man. What's up with the what? With the scooters that you've got. I've seen you posting some pictures on some scooters with some crazy exhaust and stuff on them. Is there, a, is there like a Lambretta or a, something like that in the future? No, that's, that's my wife's scooter. She wanted a Metropolitan. It's a little 50cc. and Well, we, I went and bought it for her um, because I bought her one 
13 years ago. Then she got pregnant. We had to sell it. She only got to put a few miles on it. So she wanted another one. So I ended up going and buying one, and one thing led to another. Then she wanted white wall tires, and then she wanted to go faster. So the next thing you know is I got a 50cc Honda Metro with a Yoshimira carbon fiber race exhaust. And <clears throat> That's cool stuff. That kind of brought back some nostalgia. Snowballs. That's good stuff. Man, I had a neighbor one time that, and I had Harleys at the time, and he comes rolling over here with this scooter. I'm like, dude, what is that? You know, and he goes, man, it's a Lambretta. And I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. It's still a scooter. He goes, it's 250cc two-stroke. You should ride it. Holy shit. That was the coolest thing I've ever ridden in my life, man. It would it would literally well, ride wheelies. Well, about five years ago, I ended up buying it. My wife wanted a Vespa, and I found a good deal on one. And because some things bring stupid money right now, right? Um, it was a basket case, so I went over to a place called Grand Sport, which uh, does all uh, the American Picker scooter rebuilds. Because American Pickers is here in my town, so and he's well known around the world for scooters. And I said, I. I slap the motor and tranny down. I said, Hey, I need a rebuild. And he's like, well, how do you want it? Do you want a stroker motor? Or do you want a normal rebuild? I'm like, well, it's for my wife. Well, he's like, you going to ride it? And I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to go fast? I was like, well, let's talk. <laughs> well, the next thing you know, you know, I come home with a big smile on my face and my wife's like, what's that for? I was like, well, I took your motor over to have it. She's like, cool. I was like, I need to buy a helmet, full face, and probably riding gear. She's like, why? I was like, well, I had a stroker motor built. I had an extra port welded into it, oversized carburetor and all that stuff. And my buddy's scooter, he can drag race Harleys from stoplight to stoplight <laughs> and just leave them things standing still right really. That's how and, that's how this thing was, man. It was it was incredibly fast for what it was. Yeah, they drive race these things. They're so fast. And well, I got the motor back and all that stuff and I was like, Oh hell, I don't want to do all the sheet metal work on this and so we sold it. I was like I was like, we'll probably kill ourselves on it anyway. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to but, be killing ourselves. That's not But that's what not, a way to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <A> scooter. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've dabbled in it. I've dabbled in everything. I've had like thirteen Harleys. I've had like fifty cars. Um, thirteen. You know, I've been Harleys? I've been a mechanic by trade. Been in the, I'm in the auto body industry now. Um, Me and you would be a dangerous combination, sir, because I'm not p- pumping out Ricky numbers myself. <laughs> we w- yeah. we would be right there. It would be a dangerous combo. Oh, what do you do with thirteen Harleys? Well, I didn't have them all at once. You know, oh, you oh, I get like, it. I get it. But... You gotta like, you gotta like variety. It's, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm a big Sportster fan because I like the little they call you know little pocket rockets. Yeah, me too. Um, but then you know, riding around, I had my bike slammed. It was like my rear my rear wheel rubbed the inner fender because it was so low. But I rode on struts. And my wife didn't like the little uh, little pad on the back with the struts. No pee pad so, for her. <laughs> yeah. 
so you know i tried i tried different i've had different sportsters you know i've had some soft tails um i built a 65 xlch from the ground up um well, man, I definitely yeah. have uh, pissed blood from a rigid sportster for a week. I will tell you <laughs> that right now. So you're in good company. Awesome. I think it, I, I just I like I like everything. I like variety. I I've always been into planes, pretty pretty good. But you know, I I got into Harley's for a while and did that stint. Then you know, five six years ago, you would have came in my garage and there was nothing but Mustangs in here and. uh Oh, there we go. You know, again. Work, working on Mustangs. I'm a big Mustang guy. Um, Man, I've got a 67 you know, coupe sitting in my garage right now. Uh, my dad has a 65 Fastback that is MCA correct, and he also has an AC Cobra kit car. So definitely been growing up in the Ford market. Heck, yeah. I've had Lightnings. I've had Thunderbird Turbo Coupes. Um, this is my long-lost um, brother, Clint. Big, big box body guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here I am just flying airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, one of the fastest so, cars I've ever owned was a 92 5.0 Fox body. We ain't went for a ride in that convertible yet. We almost did it last night. But hey, we that, ain't, that convertible don't run 11.7s. You want to bet? That motherfucker don't run. It's a stock off the showroom floor. It don't run 11s. 12-second car. <laughs> That's not, still not an 11.7. That's plenty fast for yeah. a stock car. <laughs> How fast? 12 seconds. Uh, 12 and a half. You, you know, uh, factory off the showroom floor, is, it's 12.5. Nice. So, Me I mean, and my buddy, we were at a, we just got done putting his motor in his car. He had a 88 Mustang LX. And uh, I live right on the border of Illinois and Iowa. We have a big bridge. And uh, we were testing it because we just put nitrous on it. So we're sitting here going across the bridge. Next thing you know, we hit the nitrous. You know, speedometer barriers at 140 and keeps climbing like that. And he's like, oh, shoot, there's a curve coming up. And I was like, yeah, you got suspension. It can handle it. <laughs> so we're, we're going 140 mile an hour speed OPEC. Shift light is on, spraying nitrous, going around a freaking corner. I'm telling you, man. Hoping it hangs got, on. I got some stories, <laughs> man. I, I think we all do. I chased a dirt. I chased a dirt track for many, many, many years. So I, I completely understand those stories. You know, uh, I'm one of those guys that uh, asphalt's for getting their dirts for racing. So I never really got into the only racing I really got into is drag racing. Um, everybody a, calls me un-American. I don't watch sports i hate sports i don't watch nascar i don't watch oh dude he is my brother I yeah hate, i hate I, all I that don't, shit <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't watch i don't go to the dirt track stuff i mean it's it's drag racing or nothing and drag racing the bmx are the only two sports i care about well so. i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you wholeheartedly now i say that in jest because i do work for the oklahoma city thunder here which is the nba team so i, I when I went to work for them, I did start following them, you know, as, and that's just kind of a part-time gig. But aside from that, you know, I could care less about sports. Yeah, I never really cared about it. You got the guys that talk about it all day at work, and they look at me, and I just shrug my shoulders, and I'm like, go Bears. 
you know, they're talking about baseball games. I just, I did. That's how much I follow it. I'm like, you know. Hey, hey uh, uh, I say this, and you, you're gonna have to forgive me, but if it doesn't have tits or tires, I'm not interested. Hell yeah. <laughs> But also, at the same token, tits or tires, it's going to give you problems. So, I mean, it's just what it is. You say. Yeah, and either one's going to cost a lot of money, too. Absolutely. They both cost a lot of money, that's for sure. You <laughs> acted like that was the worst thing you've ever said on this show. Well, true story, but. Yeah. <laughs> it might have something to do with my wife sitting right over there. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Shit, she's listening? No, uh, she's in here. She. She's here for most of the shows. Yeah, she just looked at him. I don't know. So I'm ready to duck. Maya, uh, <laughs> he yeah. said I'm ready to duck. I'm sure my wife will listen to this one too. So I better keep it a little, you know. Oh man, right. we might have a two percent female listener after yeah. this, you know. <laughs> uh, it's uh, you know, I, I have to give my wife a lot of credit because she does support doing what we're doing here. So I give her a lot of credit too, man. Generally, she feeds us. Right. She didn't get to tonight. She's out shopping with no, my mother. And that's so. totally fine. Right. I'll take what I can get when I can get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Unfortunately, you know, my wife ain't into this very much, which I understand, but she supports me, which I'm grateful for. I support her and her stuff, you know, like her scooter and, you know, some of her other hobbies and all that stuff. But, you know, oh, it, yeah. is, what, it is what it is. My it, wife could absolutely care less, but she allows me to do it, so I'm I'm fine with right. that. You know, uh, I I'm perfectly good. If uh, it's like tomorrow, uh, we're gonna ride up to a fun fly in Moreland, Oklahoma, and she's gonna get up at six thirty in the morning with us and jump in the van and haul. It's a two and a half hour drive from Oklahoma City to Moreland just for the day. Yo, I've done I've done crazier things to go to a fun fly, but <laughs> hey, that reminds me. Hey, Fallon, shotgun. <laughs> My wife helped me with my events and stuff like that. I will give her credit there. Like, she's very helpful. Like, when I was doing my cancer flies and stuff, you know, she'd be there all, the, you know, all three days, um, selling raffle tickets, running the microphone. Um, when the news came around, I'm like, you're doing the interview. I'm not. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, she helps me out you know quite a bit nice. so but when i say hey i'm going flying she's like what time are you coming home i was like a couple hours and she already knows that's five right yeah yeah perfect see i'm not the only one hey babe i'll be back around seven or eight and come 11 o'clock she's like um where are you at and i said well we're just leaving we're just having a good time at the at the flying field watching the sun go down. Oh, that's cute. Your wife still asks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's cool to have wives that, you know, support the hobbies. Some, some husbands I talk to, their, their wives just don't get it. Some wives don't care. Some wives are all pissed and just watch, you know, watch the checkbook. By the way, if mine is listening, all my planes only cost five bucks a piece. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. it. I only, I, man, I only hope, man, I collect two things. I collect airplanes and I collect guitars. And I've told my wife, I was like, don't you ever sell these for what I told you I paid for them. <laughs> yeah, that's the exact same thing I say. I even post it, too. And I'll, everybody 
everybody's like, I got dibs on Nick's airplanes when he dies. <laughs> well, hopefully you're not going to die anytime soon, so we're not going to have to worry about that. Yeah, me too. I've already died once. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was I seen when all that happened. I, you know, I, it, it's one of those deals. You just silently uh, shoot an old prayer up for somebody to, to be it, okay. Man. You know, that's it. You got to send one up. So, did you see the light at the end of the tunnel and everything? Or I don't remember a damn thing, which yeah. I'm thankful for. I right. got like four days memory loss there. So, Sometimes Bl- that's blessing in disguise. Right. Well, I'm I'm sure glad that you're still here having a conversation with us. Definitely. So. I remember some stuff, at least the important stuff anyway. Right. How to fly an airplane, airplane. and <laughs> 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 all that good stuff. So, tell me about the Flex airplane. <laughs> oh, you want to get on that subject, huh? Oh man, this is a this is kind of a touchy subject, man. Nick. We I, I will I will tell you. We have dodged it, and we have dodged it, and we have dodged it. And you know, I'm going to let him say his piece. Yeah. And I want to just lead off with the fact that I'm going to be 100 honest. Yep. With what I experienced, and that's about all I can say about that, man. There there are going to be some feelings hurt probably over this. Maybe. I honestly right now. This RV that I got, it's a love-hate relationship. It really is. It's, uh, when I first got it, I'm like, oh, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, well, I took it out of the box, and, you know, it, in, in the pictures and the videos I saw, it was like a bright green. I was like, oh, you know, I want the bright green one. I get it, and it's like a, I don't know, a baby puke green. Um. I put some uh, polycrylic over top of it, like I do on all my foamies, and they, I did it high gloss. The green looks a little bit better underneath the gloss. Plus, it polycrylic. It, I've banged my tail. I don't know how many times into the door putting it in my car. It doesn't even <laughs> dent the foam. Um, I don't know. I love flying. I'm not gonna lie. It's. Uh, it, it flies awesome now that we got it, like, the fuselage straight, the tail straight, um, added some weight to it. The plane really needs some weight in it to fly good. Um, it's got such a light wing loading that, you know, I've, I've added weight by, you know, upgrading the speed control to a bigger one, running a bigger BEC. I got some lead in it, plus a polycrylic, and it flies so fly so good but it's all the trouble and the quality control that i've seen on it you know it just every time i look at it i get pissed then i get i get done flying and i got a smile on my face <laughs> well man we're, we're in so, good we're in good company because i would agree with everything you said it's it's awesome it's just like this plane you know it's i'm not gonna fly it it or lie it flies absolutely amazing it's it can be fast it can be slow um you know i'm not i always like to fly inverted above the or above the ground pretty low but this one i was doing some tail touches and uh i've landed it on its canopy twice by the way <laughs> yeah uh, i i don't know which way is up or down when landing i guess but 
it's yeah, it's it's the quality control of the airplane. I mean, this thing could be a huge hit with some improvements. It, like if they did a V two version of it and actually listened to some people. Right, and I would I would, I would buy, I'd buy it again in a heartbeat if they just changed it. Yeah. So I'm I've never flown one. I'm kind of totally unbiased on this. I think they look great in the air. They look like they look like they fly great. But what exactly did you uh, have problems with? On the quality control. Oh, jeez. Um, this is only a two-hour show, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to make it quick. No, I mean, no, I'm just joking, man. Quality control-wise, when we took it out of the box, you know, it looked good. It had some dents and dings. Typical for foam. I don't, yeah. I don't really care. Um, but we put the tail on it, went and flew it. We actually, the very first thing I did was is I took that Aura 8 out. And we mechanically set it up just to fly like a normal airplane because I don't have gyros in any of my stuff anymore. I took them all out last couple years ago. Okay. And I was like, it should fly good without a gyro. So my brother came over, and he is a wizard when it comes to this stuff. I mean, that guy uses lasers and, you know, 12 different bars check incidences and all that kind of stuff me i'm just kind of eyeball it but he is a perfectionist okay so we got it all straight we had to shim the tail all that kind of stuff the one flew it without the gyro and it flew like shit then i'm like what the hell so we put the gyro back in it went and flew it again and it flew a lot better but it didn't it didn't work right so my brother went in and being He's also very electronically smart when it comes to this kind of stuff. He went in and did his programming and stuff and changed a few things, and we finally got it flying right. But it's weird how it doesn't fly good without a gyro. Oh, okay. It just, it's just its wonky. But with a gyro in it on low rates that I fly, not the 3D, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. All right. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's, it's just been a really weird experience for me. You know, 25 years of flying and flying damn near everything. It's like I said, it's a love, it's a love hate thing. And man, I'm with you. I've got, uh, I got the Cessna 170. I had about seven flights on it and the motor went out on me. Or ESC, it overheated. I don't. I'm not real sure exactly what happened, but end of the day, the motor quit working and it, and it caused me to crash the plane. But until that point, I would agree with everything you said, dude. Best flying airplane I've ever had. Which I left the Aura in it. Which um, one of the guys that's uh, pretty close to us is on the Flex team or whatever. He helped me set everything up, and dude, that thing flew amazing. I mean, probably the best flying airplane I've ever had in my whole entire life. But I had electronics fail, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've had tons of electric airplanes. I've never had the issue that I had. I mean, I went, went full throttle and the motor screeched and it wouldn't come back to life. Like I pulled throttle all the way down, all the way back up, which the situation I was in, I was flying too low to have time to recover any of that, you know? So that's what, what the problem was. But I agree with everything that you said. It's an amazing product. It flies awesome. You know, with talking to the customer service, uh, they were awesome about it. I talked to uh, Josh over there, dude. He was super cool about everything. 
Um, still haven't kind of reached a resolution on any of that stuff. And, and most of that is my fault because I was supposed to send in the engine and everything. And I just haven't had a chance to do it. And everybody's been cool about it. You know, it's just when you spend, you know, and this is one of those things when I was talking to him, I said, man, when you spend this kind of money on something like this, he goes, well, what do you mean? You know, he, he kind of got a little standoffish about it. And I'm like, well, you know, this is, this is a more expensive foam airplane than anything else that's out there. And, and I told him, I was like, maybe, maybe this is me as a buyer, you know, looking at it as if, you know, I spent this much money and I spec this much quality, you know, and, and, yeah. you know, I just kind of, well, see, that's the same thing I thought too. I'm like, I, it's just like the Sequoia. I waited so long to get it because I, you know, I didn't want to spend the money. Um, so, but I wanted this so bad for years. I said, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. I want a daily foam beater that I could just, you know, throw in my truck, go out and buy it, have fun. Yep, that's it. But I've, I've, I went through so much hassle on it. And I will agree with you. I've had amazing customer service. I've been dealing with Rocky down there. Um, he's been, he's been awesome. Um, I sent a message to QQ and, uh, he never even looked at it on Facebook. Um, I made a couple posts on the flex official page and a lot of people agreed with me. Some didn't disagree with me. Well, that's one I of those things. T- I took it down myself because I figured they were just going to take it down anyway. Um, it's, but you know, it's, I speak the truth. I mean, it's a damn good airplane. It's just like it was rushed. Right. I, I, like I said, I've never flown a, a flex aircraft at all, but it sounds like an issue that I've experienced with other ARF manufacturers, especially foam airframes. I wish more of them would sell foam airframes minus the electronics. Just sell me the airframe. They make some of the, airframes are incredible they, they fly beautifully they look great and then they put electronics in them that uh, it just that i wouldn't pick i know what electronics work for me and if, if i could just set up the airframe with my electronics that, that make me perfectly happy um, but a lot of them won't do that they, they'll sell you their electronics with the airframe exactly it's like the very first thing that i read about people were burning up their ESCs. I read about three or four of them from the time that I received my aircraft, my first couple flights. So I'm like, I'm getting rid of this ESC. So I took out the ZTW ESC or whatever comes in this one, and I replaced it with a Spectrum Smart ESC in it. And then uh, we wired in a Castle, one of them big-ass 20-amp BECs in it. And it's been flying flawlessly. Now my motor seems to have some play in it. Um, but every time I go fly it, it's like I'm, you know, I pucker up my butt. I'm like, because <laughs> now I'm reading, I'm reading where servos are failing. Right. I'm like, great, I'm going to be doing this, you know. And, the, you know, I spent X amount of money on the airplane, X amount of money on the speed control, and... You know, I broke. I already broke a carbon fiber prop, and I bought two replacement canopy. Well, one replacement canopy. That's a whole nother story in itself. <laughs> and I'm like, I got so much money in this foam plane, I don't even want to go fly. So now I'm afraid the servos are going to go out. Uh, but now, but they got a stupid size servo in there that 
the only people that make it, they're like $70 a piece because they're like the high torque middies. Okay. So it's, they're not even a standard size servo. If they would at least put standard servos in it, you could go out and buy a good quality replacement servo. Wow. There's only like a couple manufacturers that make these mid-sized servos. Yeah. And they're like 70 bucks a piece. I'm like, I'm not going to put $1,200 in a foam airplane. You know, by the time you buy it and fix it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know that, you know, about the servos. I, I knew that uh, one of them that showed up here had a had a dead servo on arrival. And they sent a new servo, and, you know, again, uh, the customer service in that aspect they took care of, you know, and did a good job of it. But uh, that was my question at that point. If the airplane showed up with a DOA servo, why don't you just take all the servos out of it and put good servos in it? And then I hear Nick tell me just now, you know, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the world's worst at knowing a servo size. You know, I know a standard servo size because I fly big shit, you know, and that's all I know, you know, like, uh, and now he's saying that you got to get this odd ass servo to put in them to fit. Oh man, that just makes it even, that just makes me, I'm not buying one. Oh, sorry. Gosh dang, man. Don't hit the, Nick over there. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that's what just, I don't understand about the flex planes are, is they're Mambas. Or the king shit. Everybody that's got a Mamba, I don't know anybody that's had any issues at all. Are you that's talking about flagship? Is the Mamba? Are you talking but, about the the foam one, or are you talking about the big one, or the let's seventy? Say, let's let's say foamies. Okay, the Mamba team. Oh. Yeah, either the, the okay, the yeah, the Mamba or the big big Mamba. That's their flagship. That's what they're known for. Then they came out with. You know, the Cessna, then they came out with the RV. But if you also notice that the Mamba, the RV-8, the Cessna, they all, all Flex's planes come with different motors, different brand ESCs. It was just like whatever they got on sale that week in bulk. Because, uh... I was looking at their site today and I was looking I was looking at some some of their stuff comes with the Hobby Wing ESC which I've never had problem with Hobby Wings. I run Hobby Wings in my pattern plane. And uh they're a good ESC. Yep. The RV8 comes with a ZTW and I was looking at their new uh their new F100 today because I was like, yeah, hey, that's kind of a neat plane, but I'm not going to order one. But and it, it listed the speed control brand as Be Good ESC. Well, everybody loves to be good, huh, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can say it's very good too. But so it's like, why not use the same ES proven ESC? They all have different servo sizes. I mean, there's nothing you know, across nothing, the boards. What you're saying? There's no rhyme or reason to what they do. Right, and 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 probably that is that is a chase to get to the price point. You know, I I, w- I mean I've been in business and manufacturing and everything like that. That's generally what you do, and I totally get it. But when you got a name on it like that, you know, I've, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I would gladly pay the extra hundred dollars for or right. however much for good quality equipment that 
I'm not going to have to monkey with versus oh yeah, a, a lesser amount and end up crashing an airplane or... Right. Well, you're already at a $500 price point. If they put good stuff in there and it made it a $600 price point, I don't think they're pricing themselves out. Absolutely not. That's just my personal opinion. Right. I so, mean, yeah, this is at the very top of the price point, and I know we had to keep save some money somewhere. Right. But there's got to be... There's either a huge, there's got to be either a huge markup in this thing to use this cheap stuff. I don't know. It's like even the prop that was supplied, I spent two and a half hours trying to get his prop to balance laterally. Right. Then I tried to get it to balance, you know, by the hub balance. I finally threw that thing in the trash and said, fuck it, it ain't worth it. Right. I was like right. three hours in a prop, so I put an APC on it, you know, that it took me 20 minutes to balance, and it's perfect. I mean, I can't even get the the guy's prop to balance right. Man, you gave a whole lot more effort to it than I, I guarantee you about 20 minutes into that, yeah. if it wouldn't have balanced, man, I'd have hooked it and done something else. I agree. Well, man, I'll, I'll 100% say that, that mine uh, was crashed. It is sitting in a pile in the corner of my garage. And I've not touched it. I did pull the motor thinking that I was going to send it in. And I just, you know, I've had probably four correspondents back and forth with them about everything. I was offered uh, an air, a whole new airplane at a, at a discounted rate. Really wasn't discounted that much. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. Mine arrived damaged. Um, I had to glue one of the flaps back in. Um it is a foam airplane, so I'm going to be kind of liberal with that. It's just kind of what it is, you know. It it is it is what it is. But then for a six hundred dollar price point, you right. know, I want at least a wing tube sleeve. I mean, in my airplane, like putting a wing tube in on this RV8, like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, you know? Right. It's, wow. I had to cut. I had to cut about a man. I would say probably at least a quarter of an inch off of my wing tube to get it to fit. Oh, like wow. it wouldn't even come together. No, wow. We had that issue too. We thought it was too long. You actually have to push. There was like an, well, man, I was, ours, we thought, we thought ours was too long, but it wasn't seating all the way in the wing. Like at the end of the tube inside the wing, it was held up on a lip. So me and my brother pushed real hard, and it went in. Now I just leave the wing tube in that one side of the wing because it doesn't want to come out. Wow. But it went in about a quarter of an inch. Right, and and I read that after the fact. But, man, I was pushing so hard to try to get this thing to, to, to get in there like it was supposed to. And I finally said, screw it. And I went out to the little miter saw in the garage and went, meh, fixed that problem, went right together, you know. <laughs> but... Yeah, it, it's, it sucks. It's just little things like that. And, you know, all companies, all brands, just not Flex, they they all have their quirks. They all have their issues. Some yes. are better than others. Absolutely. Um, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, I want to specifically say that we're not bashing on them at all. Hopefully they're listening and can get this problem fixed because they do have an amazing product with a couple of little downfalls. If they could get that taken care of, they would probably have one of the absolute best amazing foam products on the market. They would have a winner. It's just like I I sent that message to QQ, and I think I even 
Didn't I send you a copy of it, Clint? Yes, sir. I was kind of kind of blunt, but it explained pretty much all the problems and what it would take to make a V2. And, you know, if you fix some little problems, which there's not a whole lot, you know, you would have an awesome, solid product. But, you know, it's like the only reason I honestly bought this RV8 well, not only did I want one real bad, is because there was two models that didn't come out yet from Horizon. So I was like, I jumped the gun on this, and like, of course, two weeks later, the two planes I wanted to buy from Horizon came out. And, uh, <laughs> you know, now I kind of wish I never did buy this RBA. It flies awesome, but I could have had a lot more fun, and I could have had, you know, two E-Flight planes for the price of this RBA. Right. It's like it's definitely not an isolated incident man i've i've never bought a flex airplane so i like i said i have no experience with them but there are three or four other manufacturers of foam airplanes that like i said earlier i wish they would sell the airframe without the electronics because i the airplane's beautiful it flies great but their electronics are crap and it's i I, i'm gonna be the odd man out here uh you know People call me the naysayer as it is, and that's fine. I'm not going to buy any foam. Naysayer. Uh, it's just not going to happen. You know, and that's kind of like a... Well, it's baby steps. We got you to buy an electric airplane. Well, they did. I mean, I, I do have my first electric airplane, which I have to give a whole bunch of props to. You know, uh, I think if anything with that airplane... Maybe the servos could be a little better, but other than that, I don't have an issue one with it. No, man, it's dude uh, for <laughs> it's a balsa airplane yeah. that's plug and fly. Yeah, that is at the same price point as foam. Exactly. You know, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Ohio model model products Bighorn. You know, uh, I yeah, think that looks pretty neat, dude. Uh, I'm not I, I'm not an electric guy. I've never been known for an electric guy. But I promise you that I got home. I get off work at 3.30 in the afternoon. I went home. I did the dishes. I grabbed the airplane. <laughs> I went to my dad's house. I was there by, which is our hangar. I was there by, oh, 4.15, 4.30. And I was at the flying field at 6.30 to fly the airplane. And I will have to say, grinning ear to ear. Yeah, man, we had... Uh, <laughs> Dude, it was good. It, it was. I mean, it flew great. You know, and I, I have to give the airplane... And again, it. the only thing I will say about the airplane so far is I think the servos could be a little better, but also it was, it was a little... I don't... It was a little breezy that evening, maybe. Right. You know? So it may have been just the breeze. Uh, we're taking them tomorrow All to right. go fly them up at Moreland. Right. All right. And I'll, I'll know a little more about it, hopefully, you know. But Which, man, I mean. I, I've had people give me crap for electric. You know, like five years ago, I was kind of anti-electric. My brother got me into it. I don't even remember what my. Oh, I think my first electric plane was the original uh, E-Flight Ultimate 2. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'll try this electric. I'm like, you know, goddamn, this is fun. Throw it in your car, take it out. You know, I charged my batteries the night before. You go out and you fly it, you have fun. You don't even got to clean it up. Take it home. You know, it's, 
the power to weight ratio is just insane. It's like in my pattern planes that I got. It's they're they're insane. It's compared to the nitro equivalent, let's say my Genesis right here. You know, it had a YS140 in it originally, which that's a pretty potent motor. But you know, it swings a fi- that motor would have swung a 15 by 12 prop. It would have flew good. But the electric motor that's in it now is like what they fly for, you know, F3A competition and stuff. Swings a 21 by 13. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, I mean, that's how I had to put three, four-inch taller landing gear on it for the prop to clear. <laughs> that, but that's just the power of the electric. It's instant. It's yep. super powerful. So, I mean, it's it's give or take. You know, yeah, you got to charge batteries or your initial investments, you got to buy batteries. But you got to look at it compared to buying nitro fuel, you know, to run that YS. The Absolutely. electric pays for itself really quick. Plus, you got way more power. And it's more reliable. Um, yeah, and it's more reliable. Don't have to tune it. Just plug in 10S and off I go. Um you know, it's just like foamies. There's a foamy war out there. You know, there's guys, oh, I hate foamies. I'll never buy one. I'll never buy one. Honestly, they're a friggin' riot. I don't care if you buy a Warbird foamy, an EDF, um, or even like an E-Flight Timber, you know, which is kind of a trainer slash um, sport plane. They're just, foamies are fun. They have, you know, I agree with people that are the foamy guys. You know, foamies do have their place in the hobby. Absolutely. It's for people that want, you know, instant gratification. They fly good. They're inexpensive. You crash it. You just laugh about it. Go buy another one. That's why I keep packing tape in my toolkit, man. <laughs> I can I can crash one and fly it in five minutes later. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- it's all fun. It's, I'm not going to lie. I have. I don't know. I think I got two foamies now. I did have a crap ton of them, but I had like every warbird you can imagine in foam. Um, but you know, I got foamies. I got electrics. I have nitro planes. I have gas planes. Um, I have a glider, and they're and they're all a blast to fly. It's, you know, one one week I'll be flying not gas. Next week I'll be flying the electric, or I'll take or I'll take some of each out. I'm one of those guys, if it's during the week and I know I've only got limited time to fly, I'm taking electric stuff. If it's a weekend where i got a little bit more time, I'm taking the bigger gas stuff that I have to put together and, and stuff like that so I can enjoy more time with it. Yeah. It's all, like, like you said, it's, it's all definitely got a place. And, you know, the electric stuff just appeals to me more because it's, it's less hassle, it's less trouble-free. I can go out and enjoy my day and get back to the house, unload it, and it's clean, ready to go, and... and Generally, I put all my batteries at storage voltage by flying it, so I'm done. You know, I don't have to do any kind of any kind of maintenance or upkeep. And I'm a lazy bastard, so that comes in handy. <laughs> I, I I love electric yeah. airplanes. That's that's what I've yeah, yeah. for a long time. I like it all. I don't. I, I'm not one of them guys that'll get on and that. You know, it's bash foamies versus balsa, electric versus nitro, or electric versus gas. Um, Futaba versus Spectrum. You know, everything's got its place. Everything has its fault. 
Um, you know, every brand's got its quirks. I don't care what it is, how much you paid for it. You know, it's just, it's all designed for people to go out and have fun. Yep. That's it. You know, there's there's guys that like to build. There's guys that don't like to build. Um, you know, there's guys that don't like to spend a lot of money. You know, I see guys that, you know, keep it super cheap and just fly nothing but foamies, but they're the guys out there having the best time <laughs> yeah. of their lives with, with flight tests and foamies, you know. And then you got this guy like me that's got, you know, some friggin' gasser or a nitro I can't get running or, you know, or it's got an issue or something like that. It's, it's just, this hobby is as fun as you make it. Right. Well, man, and for me, and I, you know, the biggest disconnect I, I have is money versus fun, you know? And, dude, it's fun to fly my $1,000-plus airplane, but I'm scared at the same time. The pucker factor is 10, you know? Now, I throw a battery in one of these little $100 foamies I've got, dude. Game on. I don't give a shit. I've handed, I've handed over to somebody else and be like, hey, try to crash it. You know, try to break it. Let's don't, see what happens. Don't you know? do that. What? The last time you did that, there was a glider way up yonder. Hundred, yeah. $100 glider. <laughs> yeah. Way up yonder. Yeah, it was. Man, I got problems. Yeah, you do. And there ain't shit nobody else can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Bam. Bam. <laughs> It left a divot in the in the yard out there. And I believe, you know, like, I don't know. It's been a while back, so I don't recall the situation perfectly. But when I handed him the remote, I was like, hey, don't exceed the speed of the airframe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eve. Man, that was a good one. Oh, man. That guy still feels so bad. Still to this day. Still to this day. And, and he's tried to buy me an airplane and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, you don't owe me nothing. It was worth it for the fun. <laughs> It was that. We're still, we're still having. This was before summer, and we're still having fun. With oh it. yeah, that's what it's about. Have fun, man. I'm not going to mention any names, but if you're listening out there, I love you, bro. Uh huh. <laughs> I just did something like that with my buddy. He he had some flight simulator time, and he was just um, he's just getting into RC, getting interested in the hobby. And I let him fly my uh, little E-Flight Aluna speed glider a couple times, and he was doing all right. He came out to the field the other day, and I said, hey, you want to fly this? And he's like, yeah, I'll try it again. I was like, well, I'm going to throw it in the air. You fly it around, and just let me know if you have any problems. He's like, all right. So I just chucked it in the air, and I turned around and walked away. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, you're going to learn how to fly today. <laughs> Yeah, and just sat down and watched him, and he just he just made some passes, flew around, and he says, uh, "Your timer's going off." I was like, "You better land it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and and he just came in, greased it all in, and let him fly it a few more times. And we bought him a new an used E flight mole, and he's out there having the time of his life, just flying and having a blast. I'm like. Holy crap, that was easy. Teach a guy how to fly just by throwing it in and say, don't crash it. Well, man, that was when I felt like I made it, when other guys at the field were like, hey, man, you want to fly this? Uh, okay. One, you one, know? One, one of my favorite times, and this was, I, I don't want to say Casey and I had just met. We knew each other somewhat decently, and uh, I've got a 
great big third scale D7 with a with a G62 and a slump prop drive on it. You know, it swings like a 3420 yeah, propeller. You know, great big huge propeller. The airplane's great big. Everything's going on. You know, and I'm just flying the shit out of this airplane, doing touch and goes, and just having a hell of a time. And Casey's standing out there with me taking pictures, and he had just had his camera put down, and I just stuffed the radio in his hands, basically. You know, I was like, you better fly this, or we're going to crash it. And he's like, uh, 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 you know, and then he flew it around a couple, three times, and he's like, man, this thing ain't hard to fly. I'm like, no, it's not hard to fly. It's just big. Yeah, you said stuffed, and that's kind of an understatement. You said, hey, you better grab this, right. or it's going down. Right. <laughs> Made me do it, and I'm over there shaking like a leaf on a tree, man. You know, and this all this, uh, this airplane is so easy to fly. It's just like flying a great big trainer. You know, it's got all this wing, all this lift, and all this power on the front of it. Uh, it's more torque than yeah, it is horsepower. A, but It's a damn know. third scale D7. I don't care. It's uh, still it fun freaked, to fly. It freaked me the hell out. <laughs> I, I'm still kind of freaked out about it. You know, yeah, but they fly amazing, though. It like, did. Uh, it flew really good. Allie came out to uh, one of my events, and he brought his big third scale out that had a, what do you have, an inline DA-100, I think, yeah. on it. And I'm just sitting here, you know, I said, hey, can I fly that? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. So I'm out flying it, flying it like a real D7 and all that stuff. And Allie's standing next to me saying, Give me the transmitter. He says, that's, that's boring to watch. And I'm like, you know, it's a big, expensive airplane, and I'm flying at scale. He full throttles it and doing friggin' rolling circles, like five feet off the runway and all that stuff. And right. Jeez. Like, I, I, I have an inline-powered D7. Also, I, We have two D7s. We have a blue one and a green one. And the green one's also third scale, and it has a DLA-116 inline on it. And uh, you, that airplane is such a blast of shit to fly. Is it? It it's got stupid horsepower. I mean, I've 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 got to stop and like balance elevators on it because you come by it uh it anything close to wide open throttle and the elevators are just waving at you like they're about to <laughs> flutter off the airplane. I'm like, holy yeah. shit! Let me slow this down. You know, but that it's there's so much fun as when you. When you take that airplane, you get to the end of the runway at a wide open takeoff, and you just go straight up with it, you know. And people are looking at you like you're crazy. That's when I'm having a blast. And I will say, I think he values that one a little bit more. He ain't ever stuffed the radio into my face on that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I've got a. Them uh, things are big pussy cats to fly. They're awesome. Absolutely. I got a friend down, down in Texas named uh, Gary Moxley. I hope he hears this. Uh, Gary was flying a, a little ducted fan Learjet one day. I, I drove up to the field and I got out while he was he was already flying. The plane was up in the air, and I walked up to next to him, you know, and just said, "Hey, that's a, a good looking model." Yeah, it's it's kind of nice. And his phone went off. He shoved that transmitter in my gut. <laughs> said, "I got to take this," and walked away. It's your problem now. <laughs> yeah, like not even not even looking at me. And uh, I flew the plane for a couple more minutes and made one of the best landings of my life because I was concentrating so hard. And he walks back up and says, "Yeah." You handled that pretty well. <laughs> well, was it one of those yellow ones? It, it looked like yellow and black and foam. It, it was a foam uh, Learjet, but I don't remember uh, what colors it was. Uh, 
I, it's they don't make it anymore now, but at the time it was pretty popular. It just came out maybe a month or two before that when he did that. There's a one of our guys at Baxter has a ha, well probably had I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doc, but it, he might still have it. Well, pieces. Hey, it's it's foam, dude. Right, it's cool. he may have glued it back together. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that airplane flies good. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a Learjet, it's yellow and black and foam and retractable landing gear yeah. and i mean he flies the ever-loving piss out of it right yeah with his real jets he's pretty conservative with that one dude he's doing like freaking two <laughs> foot passes off the runway and right you know full throttle it's good stuff have you nick them, have you seen any foam of, jets are a blast man <laughs> nick have you seen any of the videos on our facebook page of jason flying his f-18 uh i might have uh, it's it's in a Canadian color scheme. It's kind of blue and white and gray and black. And I guarantee you it's a, it's an old-school yellow aircraft kit. And uh, he puts on a hell of a show with that airplane. I would guarantee yeah, I it meets your approval. It sounds familiar. I try to watch and keep up with everything on the Internet, but it's, it's a fast-moving world out there. It's hard to keep up with everything. Yeah, well, sometimes it's just nice to sit the phone down and watch uh, – you know, it's like the other night. Again, we were talking about sports. I, you know, I was watching the Thunder game in the in the final seven, and them losing by two points, bastards. <laughs> but uh, I was I was sitting upstairs. You know, I just set my phone down, was working on an airplane, and watching the Thunder game. So sometimes it's nice just to not even pay attention to social media. Yeah, it's it is. But it's not. It's addicting. I don't know. But my phone goes off. It could be 3 o'clock in the morning and somebody's emailing me a question on how do you paint over film covering or or how do you balance a prop right or something like that. I'm just like, come on, people. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, it may not be but, where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what? It's awesome, though, that you know people are at – you know, they reach out and ask for help. I've made so many friends, by like on the internet and stuff, just by, you know, people reaching out, asking for help. You know, I'd rather somebody reach out for help than, you know, and there's no question. I tell people there's no question that's stupid because that's a fact, you know, there's guys that I honestly fly with and I know ain't going to listen to this, that it's, you can pound it in their head on how to do something and they won't pay attention or they won't retain it. And they're very unsafe flyers. I would rather <laughs> teach somebody how to be safe, how to set up your airplane. If you want to paint over film, you know, um, you know, I, like I said, my phone, my phone goes off all the time when I'm at work or, hey, do you got this, or what do you think of this product, or something like that. It's actually pretty cool that people reach out and, you know, ask these questions. So Well, that's and that's one thing kind of being uh, in in the world that we are now, my phone is always on. You know, yeah. if, if you have questions about, you know, anything that I do, feel free to ask. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure people know that by mine. I'm getting hit up with stuff that, like, dude, I don't know how to answer that. Right, <laughs> you know. I may not be able to uh, steer you in the proper direction with some of the electric stuff, but when it comes to gasoline stuff or nitro stuff, I'm I'm pretty in the 
in the know of what's going on. If it's a if it's electric, I'm directing you to Casey or Larry or somebody else. As long as it's over 20 cc's. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to the electric <laughs> and the KV motor or KV size, what motor you need, what prop, and all that stuff, I was like, hey, send my brother a message. He knows it, all that stuff. It, exactly. <laughs> like uh, all that. I, all that stuff is gibberish to me. I have absolutely no clue what's going on with, uh, you know, it's a 1,200 KV, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm learning it slow. I, You know, I don't know everything, and I'm always learning just like everybody else because the technology is just, every time I turn around, something new's coming out, some new technology, something like that, and I try to keep up with it all. But if you stop um, learning, you're doing it wrong. But it's just it's just so hard nowadays to keep up with like all the manufacturers' planes, you know what parts they're using and all that stuff. I'm like, God, I kind of wish I would have paid attention in school like I do on my <laughs> airplanes. That would have been a smart dude, right? You know, and man, I'm that way too. And and how I got into the hobby was more of the the multi rotor, you know, little quads and stuff like that. And man, airplanes moves pretty quick. But nothing moves like that technology. That technology, dude, there's something new and cool out every freaking week, it seemed like. Well, I would say that maybe a year or two ago, maybe not right now. I've kind of been out of that side of it because I've gotten more into airplanes. But but that stuff, man, you, could, you couldn't keep up with the technology. I mean, it was like if you ordered something, it was already freaking it was, old. It was already old by the time it got to you with shipping. Yep. You know? Uh, I think yeah, that- I can I kind of see that stuff starting to fade away a little bit, or it's either that or it's starting to be a little more underground. Cause I don't hear much about right. quads and drones and stuff anymore. So, not like I did, you know, the past couple of years. Well, so. I I think that the uh, uh, I'll use the term drones. I think they have caught a bad name, you know, with all the negative publicity and and all of the such, you know. So I th- I would almost agree with you that they have gone underground. You know, there's a lot of that that they don't want to be. You know, I know the guys here locally. They they have a Facebook group and they kind of post where they're going, but they're not doing nothing stupid. They're just flying and taking video and doing what they do. Right, out man. I mean, from my point of view, and I might be totally wrong, but a lot of the dudes that I knew when we were flying quads, man, it's kind of like a gateway drug. You know, it it kind of got them in the hobby, and then now they found some other stuff. Which, man, flying FPV is one of the awesomest experiences that I've ever had in my life. But as well as that, it's awesome to watch a plane that you're flying and try to get it smooth and try to make it look good and everything you know it's 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 all it's all in the same freaking suitcase you know it's just it's just different different facets man right yeah different sections i said of different the... suitcase that sounded gay well i mean no I, it's I, all I... in the same suitcase it's <laughs> right. just different sections of it right well you know you got your underwear and you got your socks and you got your boxers and you got your jeans you got your shorts you know i'm that's that's the way i was looking at it. sorry Right, you know, I may and, have had a drink or two. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I had, I had one bad quad experience, and ever since then I've been anti quads. I got like super pissed off, and I know it was just a really fluke accident, but did the it. guy just act like he didn't even care. So, ever since then I've always been like the anti quad slash multi rotor or whatever you call it. Man, they honestly do. They have their spot. Some of them are pretty cool. Like I said earlier, you know, uh, I I fly a multi-rotor for my second job. You know, kind of. 
But uh, at the end of the day, they have their spot. I love the photography aspect of it. Photography is something that I never knew that I was into. You know, yeah, that part of it's way cool. I mean, I've seen some very phenomenal photography from some of them, and, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, the people that don't abuse it, I don't have a problem with. You know, you want to fly a quad, wait till we get down with our airplanes and go fly your your quad or whatever you call it. But I was like, around here, we don't mix and match. We don't let them fly at the same time. Like I said, we had one bad experience at the field, and uh, I put that a kibosh to that. Man, around here, it's kind of one of those things that, well, you know, this is coming from a quad guy's perspective, but, you know, I go out to the field with with, uh, airplane guys, which now I'm an airplane guy. Before then, you know, I'd be like, hey, man, can I chase you? And they're like, uh, okay. You know, and then they noticed how close I was getting, and they're like, (laughs) um, well, and I'm like, look, Here's the thing. I ask because I want to get in tight and close. If it's ever uncomfortable, I'm standing right next to you. You let me know. I'll back off. You know, and there's there's a handful of guys that are like, nah, dude, get as close as you want. I don't think you're going to get as close as this is going to scare me. And then there's other dudes that are like, yeah, man, that was a little close. You know, and it's, it's one of those things of, uh, you know, just respect, which I think that goes a long way in this with all the multi-rotor stuff and, and some of the stuff that, Man, they got a bad rap because there's some bad seeds out there doing some crazy stuff, which I'm not going to lie. I've done some of that, but I do a little bit more planning to it, you know? Well, I wait until it's a holiday and there's nobody around, and, and I, you're, mit- you're I mitigate out, risk as much as I can possibly. You're not at the end of the runway at Will Rogers World Airport well, hell you know, no. flying, a, flying a quad. That's no. dumb. No, I know, but. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, th- I don't think what you've done is dumb. Right. You know, it may be on the, on the uh, positive side of, yeah. It made a positive but, side of questionable. Right. Right. But it's not dumb. It's cool, you know. Right. Which some dumb stuff is cool. Right. But, you know, like I said, I'm mitigating risk as much as I can possible. Right. I'm waiting till it's a holiday and there is no one in that area. You know, I'm getting up at five or six o'clock in the morning and waiting for the sun to come up where there is absolutely no one around what I'm doing. You know. I, I'm going to tell you right and now. And then the smart thing is I don't post it on social media. Well, that too. You know. <laughs> you know, there's a, he he has a video, and I know he has a video, and I've seen the video. Uh, and again, I, I'm, you know, we were trying to figure out a uh, a video issue we were having at the, at the Oklahoma City Thunderdome where the, NBA, when, where the team plays. He said Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. I'm just saying. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we we showed him what we were having issues with. And then we were like, man, fly your quad in here and see what it does. You know, so I know one person in the world who has gotten to fly in that arena. You know, anything other than what we fly in there, which is a great big flying basketball. You know, it, he flew his drone or his quad in there. You know, of course, nobody there. You know, it's just us. But, you know, he got to rip around in there looking for video issues. Right. And I'm probably one of the only people in the city that has got to rip around the Thunder Arena with a freaking mini quad. Right. And there is no video to be shown. Right. Number number one is because uh, there's LED boards and everything like that, and it was kind of uh, one of those things, if I screw up, I'm taking out thousands of dollars, so I'm going to be pretty conservative. So there really wasn't anything cool to post. 
Man, I sure hope yeah. my I, I, I sure hope my boss doesn't listen. No, to he's alright. No, they're all right. No, I'm not talking about that guy. I'm talking about his boss. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're in good shape. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, but I don't the know. Get... Stuff's cool. I just never really got into it. So, but it's just like I said, you know, like the foamies and the RC or the foamies and the electrics and all that stuff. You know, the drones and all that got its place. Oh, man, it was totally a gateway drug for me to, to, to aircraft, you know, which, which, you know, really photography was the gateway drug to the drone. Cause man, you walk into a hobby shop and I'm like, dude, wait, I can buy a camera that flies. Yeah, I'll take that. Here's my credit card, you know? And then from there it turned into, all right, I got me a couple of foamies and then now I've got a 20 CC gas airplane and dude, if I had a bigger vehicle or something, I would probably have some bigger, dumber shit. I think there's more than a few people that got hooked that way. Right. And then you run in. I, I mean, and then you you take the, you take kind of take the airplane aspect out of it. You run into some of your best friends. You know, uh, Jason and I met. He used to work for the Thunder, too. We met there. And I promise you, to this day, uh, he's probably one of my best friends. You know, I, I did some moving, you know, and he's like, dude, if you need some help, just give me a ring. I'll be around. I'm like, nah, I got it. But, you know, it takes a serious person to, to hey, dude, I'll come help you move. Well, that was nice. You just call me and say, hey, I'm moving. Come get up, get over here. Help me move right. this shit. I'm you like, know, oh. and, the, and, the, and the same thing for Casey. You know, he showed up and helped no. me last night and a couple Saturdays ago. I'm just talking shit. You know I got you, Yo. back, bro. <laughs> but, but, again, my point is I've met some of my absolute best friends in this hobby. Uh, you know, uh, that's hard to say about anything else. And man, I mean, like he was saying earlier with online stuff and people hitting him up, man, I'm meeting so many different people and, you know, getting to know people from all over the freaking world. I, you know, a few months ago, I would have been like, you're full of shit. Yeah. I, that, that, that won't <laughs> ever happen. 10 people are going to listen to this show and we're just going to go on down the road and it's going to be fun. No brother. Let me tell you something. Put your toe in the water, jump on out there. If you got an idea to do something, do it because it's that, the, the reward of it's absolutely amazing. That's absolutely it, you know. Uh, that's how I try to promote it too, you know. It's like when I tell people that, you know, or try to get parents to get kids into it, I'm going to say, you know, I was like, I met some, I've met some of the best people, you know, that I've ever met in this hobby. Absolutely. I was like, any buddy in this hobby will give you the shirt off their back the time of the day i mean you know just not with airplane stuff but you know it's i've done all kinds of different things for different people like um you know i knew a family that was into rc stuff and had a hard time so i did an rc christmas form and everybody donated you know stuff to help building materials and money for airplanes and radios and servos and glues and you know and one christmas i just gave them like this big eight foot table full of donated stuff i said here go enjoy the hobby and it you know it, it's stuff like that it's this hobby is very giving you can learn a lot and like i said i've met some really good friends that you know that just come over in the garage and just shoot the shit and Right. I, it's I, been it's been awesome. I think that's one of the things that we uh when we started this podcast is one of the things we wanted to gear it towards 
is, man, we've sat at the flying field uh, up late at night, uh, get there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and leave at 11 or 12 or, you know, late at night. And we geared this to be... Basically, a, basically like after hour field talk you yeah, know yeah you like, know and that and that's part of what we wanted this to be and it it's been pretty successful at it right i mean we we met our uh we met well i said I, i'm a goal setter kind of guy and i said within a year this is where i want to be well we we surpassed that in two months and that's, that's just awesome. that's just amazing to me man well dude we're sitting here talking to you yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, know. as much you know, uh, I've noticed a lot of people are pretty humble, you know, and I, you strike me as one of those. You're just like, ah, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying what I'm doing, dude. You're a big, pretty big name in the hobby. I mean, I would say that you probably got a wallet that's got BMF on it. You know, I mean, that's how far I would go with it. I never see it that way. Yeah. I just <laughs> see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Humble, there it is. Humble. Yeah. You know, and and like you said, all the stuff that you've done to to give to others. You know, I've watched, I've watched it all happen. Right. I, I mean, I really hope that at some point in my life, I can get back to this hobby like it's given to me in the small time that I've been into it. I work, I work hard at paying it forward any chance I get. But man. It's hard to keep up because there there's so many giving people in this. It it's fun. Uh, I've actually given a coworker an airplane. I think I I gave him an airplane. I won at a raffle, but it's fun just to give somebody that basically the gift of flight, <laughs> right? And, and see what they can do with it. <laughs> and Jason has given me an airplane, and he said that uh, I'm trying to get stuff out of my garage. <laughs> I've tried to give Jason an airplane. He's like, no, no, I don't need it. You know, I'm like, man, come on, dude. You need to clear out your garage. I need to clear mine out too. Let's work together I on this. I have plenty of projects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pre- it's pretty awesome. It's like, you know, I, I live right in the middle of the city, and I live like right on a public alley, and we got kids that go by all the time. And mom, look at the airplane. You know, they'll be walking to the park at the end of my alley. Mom, look at the airplanes, and he's in here poking his head around. I'm like come on in and look around you know and i'll explain to them and you know trying to spark the kids interest and you know it's it's fun i mean everybody likes friggin' airplanes you must be way cooler than me because people come down my street and i got my garage door open and i'm sitting out there in the garage (laughs) drinking beer working on some stuff and they're just like pointing and walking briskly by the house they're like look at this nerd it's probably this the is van crazy is dude it's it's, it's wild yeah well hey just because i got a free candy van in my yard didn't mean anything dude come on jason it's funny the the way that you meet people because like my parents the other day they they ended up having some tree roots in their sewer so they had to call a sewer guy out and the sewer guy was walking down the stairs and he looked over on the other side and saw like all my brother and my dad's airplanes because their basement's like my garage. It's like a hobby shop. And uh, the plumber guy's like, holy crap. He's like, I used to fly RC airplanes like 15 years ago. He says, I still got a bunch. He's like, I need to get them out. So he started asking questions and next thing you know he joined our club now he's getting all excited about it again that's awesome so i mean it's just it's it's weird that how airplanes 
these so-called, I don't know, adult toys, you know, bring people together. Right. Man, it's, I've, it's just crazy. I've got a crazy airplane story that I haven't shared yet, which it still hasn't come 100% to fruition. And most of that is my fault because I need to be clear and not a place to put this. But my wife works at a financial institution and uh, comes across quite a few people. And uh, one, of, one of the, uh, they call them members, they're not customers, you know, comes in and uh, he's really into aircraft and everything like that. And they got to talking. And I mean, this has been over like a four or five year kind of stint. And, um, and this, this guy, I've met him absolutely awesome individual. Well, he gets to know that I'm into aircraft through my wife, you know? So this guy's about 80 something years old. Um, his kids aren't into aircraft or anything like that. And this guy has built a, uh, a cusset or cassett. I think it's cassett 3M, which it's a little one seater you know, uh, F1 racer that they raced out at Reno. It's like the every man's, you know, Reno racer. You know, they, they tried to build a class to where anybody could go racing. And, yeah, my buddy's building one, or was building one down in Champaign. Right. This guy just decides one day, he was talking to my wife, and he goes, um, I want to give your husband an airplane. Is that okay? And my wife comes home, like, just totally jacked up. Like, hey, this dude wants to give you an airplane. I'm like, oh, sure, man. I'm going to go over here at some kind of, you know, hang glider BS, you know, ultralight or something like that. No, no. I get over to his house, and now it's in bones. Um, he, he, he has actually built and flown the airplane. He's probably got about 20 hours on it and everything like that. But when, um, you know, stuff started kind of coming down to the wire for him, he, you know, he quit paying for his hangar rental, and he brought it home. And. He stripped the entire aircraft because he didn't want anybody getting a hold of it that didn't know about the aircraft. So he wants to give me this airplane with absolutely everything to rebuild it, covering. Um, it's got a Lycoming motor that comes with it. I mean, absolutely everything. All I have to do, and all the hard work's done, you know, all the welding and the and the framework and all that stuff done. I pretty, I pretty much have to cover it, um, remount the engine, and go through everything and, and get it all working right. And this dude just said, hey, I just want to gift this to you because you're into aviation, and I know that if you don't finish it, you will make sure it goes to somebody that deserves it. And that, to me, was absolutely amazing. So I'm going to have a real airplane pretty soon, no pilot's license, and uh, a lot of wild hair. So we don't know what's going to happen after that. You know, I might be trying to take this off in my neighborhood. I'm not going to lie. I mean, dude, it's dude, it's a real airplane. It'll fit in my garage. Are you kidding me? This Man, guy. and here I thought I was lucky because some guy sent me some chip hide props. You get a freaking real airplane. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't, I, I haven't taken possession of it yet, so this is not anything that's come. But I, I talked to this guy probably, you know, I didn't know him from anybody other than just uh, – somebody that my wife had met through her work and uh me and this me and this older gentleman have gotten to be really good friends i talk to him at least once a week i call and check on him and and everything like that and it, it we it's it's weird because he's always been into full-scale aircraft i'm into model aircraft and 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 the 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 bridge that kind of gaps all that stuff is we both know aircraft you know we're over there talking about and man this is one of those guys i can spend all day with him and that wasn't long enough you know he's always like real I don't know how to say it, but he's kind of like, man, am I talking too much? If you need to go, you can get out of here. He's real worried about taking up too much of my time. And there is absolutely, this guy couldn't take up too much of my time. I, I would move this guy in my house tomorrow and listen to every word he said for 
the rest of his life because he's absolutely that amazing. You know, just yeah, it's some just crazy. of them guys' stories, though, man. I yeah. tell you, them older gents, they got some awesome stories. I always stop and listen when one one wants to talk. Well, man, just the nuts that this guy has that I built my own airplane. I got my <laughs> ass in it, and I went and flew this. And the first time he flew it, he didn't mean to fly it. He was doing some high-speed taxi stuff, and the son bitch took off, you know? So, I mean, dude, the stories this guy has are, are I mean, it it's pucker factor 10, and he just loved it. And, man, one of the things that I can say the, the, the gentleman's 80 years old. I sit there, and the longer we talk, the younger he gets. Absolutely, the younger he gets. You know, I mean, like even like my vision of him, like the way that he looks, he starts looking younger. It's it's the craziest thing that I've ever experienced in my whole entire life. I know that sounds wild, but. And at the end of the day, it's something that a lot of people lack in this day and time, and that's balls that clank. Right. And this <laughs> dude know, definitely has them. You know, uh, it, it amazes me at times. Right. I want to build this airplane. I want to do this guy justice. I want to fly this airplane. But there's a small part of me that's like, this is fucking crazy. Ow. You know? You, you <laughs> sir, do not have balls that clank. I, man, oh, I wow. will. I mean, <laughs> wow. I'm fairly, uh, I'm fairly conservative. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a scared guy, but I'm a thinker. And, I, and sometimes I overthink everything. Yes. Yeah. You, you know plenty of uh, A&P mechanics, though. Right. Well, hey, a mechanic ain't going to land this son of a bitch, dude. This ain't no two-sitter airplane. Well, I can go up with a, an instructor or anything like that. No, it's like, I, absolutely. hey, you got this. Send it. Hey, you can get it put again, back together. Again, well, you have to have balls that clank. <laughs> dude, I mean, you're... And I'm not I'm not saying you don't have balls that clank, but I'm saying you don't have balls that clank. No, no. <laughs> well, man, I mean, dude, you've been around me enough. I, I built a model airplane. I'm questioning everything about that. I'm like, hey, Clint, look at this. What do you think about this? Is this okay? Should I get these servos? What about this motor? Do you know? I mean, you know, I'm, I question absolutely everything. Wait, wait till now the first. Just, now imagine getting into a full size where your life depends on it. Go, oh shit! Did right. I tighten that bolt? Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's 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 <laughs> exactly. kind of where I'm at now. Hey, I will say, and this is probably not good for my uh, mental record or something like that. But there are days I wake up where I'm like, fuck it, let's go do this. You know? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then there are other days where I'm like, nah, I kind of want to stick around for a little while. You know. <laughs> the 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 fuck it let's do this comes when you hit the starter and you hit the mag yep you know and and it lights up and you get the whole 100 low lead smell and the vibration of the airplane running and you know you just reach up and hit the old throttle and you just say fuck it let's do it yep man nick i wish you could travel man this might be a cool project we could get together on because we're into a lot of other stuff this could be cool man <laughs> you talk about what i do Hell for yeah. a living man it's just hey one of my first jobs was building ultralight so Hey, really? I might be hitting you up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we that got was 20 years ago, and I don't know how many people have lived or died. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you got, and you got Jason sitting over here, who's the who's the local uh, aircraft mechanic. One of them. It seems like so we have this. We know so many aircraft mechanics. It's insane. I, know. I didn't realize it till we started doing this show. Right. You got Larry Daniels. You got. Jason, you got Jarrett. Yep. You know, and I'm sure the list goes a little further that we don't know about oh, yet. Oh, yeah. But I know those. Deloney. Th yeah. Mike, yeah, Deloney. You know, I know we got four aircraft mechanics, you know. And 
Are the, they real aircraft mechanics? Or just say, hey, I know how to do that. No, sir. Oh, no. Absolutely. Yeah. No, they're they're all ANPs. One of them's even a certified inspector. Actually, yeah, certificated aircraft mechanics. Yep. So I mean, well, one of them works for the government. So, I mean, two, yeah, two I of them work for the that. government. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> I agree, it doesn't mean anything, but it's just kind of what it is. You know, I worked for the government at one time. If that tells you anything, well, true story. <laughs> well, you got some pretty good street cred, so that's not helping your. Uh, your not <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, these it, uh, you got to have some serious balls at clank. Well, man, I will go on record and saying if Jason worked on it, I'd fly it. Oh, if Jared man. Watson worked on it, I'd fly it. Oh, if ball. Larry, man, even ball buster Larry, dude, I ain't scared of his shit. <laughs> no, not a bit. And he's, and he's probably, well, I mean, I, I know he has a serious job. Oh, you're fixing to talk shit. And I yeah. know, I know, uh, I, I know Larry has a serious job. I know both of them, all of them really have serious jobs. I mean, other lives depend on it. But at the end of the day, I... Well, man, Larry, Larry's like me. You know, when he was putting together his timber and everything like that, he goes, man, I want somebody to come check over this to see if there's anything I missed. Right. That gives me a lot of, you know, trust in what they're doing because they're like, I'm pretty sure I got over everything good, but I want a second set of eyes. That, that makes me feel more comfortable. Right. You know, that other than somebody that's like, hell yeah, I got it. It's perfect. Go. Nah, see, it, you know, I... I, I have to check over everything I do because I fly on it. Most of the time when I finish a repair, I'm getting on the exact same airplane and yeah. flying away. Yeah, that's why so I absolutely I, trust you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly it. Here, let me adjust this real quick. Oh, boy. I hope I did that right. Here we go. <laughs> now, by the time we're wheels up, I'm always happy with it. <laughs> yeah, I give them guys a lot of credit because, I mean, when there's life on the line, Well, man, it's not a car, man. You don't you don't just pull over if shit goes wrong, man. You're going directly to the scene of the crash. Whether, right. Whether it's a landing or a crash or not, it's all man, a controlled crash. Speaking of crashes, and I hate to even bring oh, up crashes, shit. but have, have, have y'all seen the guy? It, it just come out this week. The guy in this little Cessna that, that firewalls the power yeah. and trying to steer it with the yoke. And I'm like, dude, I want, I want to see everything uh, that led up to that. Because yeah. what I feel like happened is the dude landed, you know, maybe lost a little bit of control, was going to power up and kind of go around. And then he powered up straight into a hangar. Well, here's the deal. And he's turning I, the yoke like it's going to turn the plane. Or well, I don't it, know. Here's the deal. I'm watching this whole video and you can see where the airplane lands and you can see it hang a left. You know, it kind of veers off to the left, and then he's like, oh, I need to go around. So he he doesn't just ease into the power. It's like, bloop, fireball. Yeah. And the airplane torques to the right. Yep. Well, there's a left rudder pedal right there at your feet, brother. Stand on it. <laughs> you know, stand on that pedal. It'll go to the left at one point. <laughs> I mean, either the steering's going to get it or the rudder's going to get it if you get enough speed. And, man, I'm no leading authority. I do, I do have some seat time and some aircraft. I don't know how that guy fucking did that. Well, I don't, I, I, don't, so I don't understand how that uh, happened. After the landing, I feel like if he'd have left the motor at idle, he had plenty of time to actually just stop right before the hangar. Plenty of time to Why just would stop the aircraft. Why would you freaking throttle it, up? He, when he powered up is when it hung him right. It yeah. worked. You know, did the guy panic? 
Uh, it looks well. well maybe, it, yeah. Some bitch hit a hanger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with full right aileron in it, trying. Yeah, uh, I full don't right know. aileron, full throttle, and it looked like full right rudder. <laughs> no, I never saw his legs move. That's the problem. Yeah. He turned the steering wheel like he's flying an air cooper, trying to drive a car, and he's headed right at the hangar. Dude, all you got to do is kill the throttle or stand on the brakes or hang a, stand yeah. on the right rudder pedal at that point and turn around. I, right. I think if he'd have stood on the brakes, he'd have been just fine. Jeez. Right. Which, dude, uh, I'm, I, I am geez. no person to assess any kind of situation like this. I'm only going off of what I've seen. Like I said, I would like to see more into the beginning of that video or maybe some flight video to kind of get an idea of what was going on in this guy's head because all you saw was like 10 seconds of, yeah. Ah, you know <laughs> yeah he drove it right into the hangar son of a bitch Where come on now this video at uh, it's on it's, youtube it's dude, all over i'll send it to you how have you not seen this nick this is <laughs> this is your area bro it is all over facebook i mean everywhere yeah. i i do not no, under- I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet i need to make a new mimi yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's coming, <laughs> man. I don't know how the guy drives it. I I I just can't get over it. How I mean, he drove it right into the damn hangar. And I will say again, I was not sitting in the seat. I do not dis you know can you know condone or not condone uh, I what promise happened. You, but if holy I was, shit! If I was sitting in the right seat of that airplane, my foot would have been stuck in that left right. rudder. Well, man, I mean, yeah. there's no. I, well, here's the thing: we don't know. I mean, maybe a cable broke, or maybe then something. Why that, would you power up? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, no I never I never saw his feet move. I, I, I never saw his legs move. No, all I saw was a look of fear and disdain. And a right turn on the yoke like right he's going to steer it to the right yep. away from the hangar. Oh, come on. I kind of would have liked to see it get enough speed and him to take off and maybe brush the hangar a little bit. Well, did you see yeah. him pull back on? I mean, he oh, had yeah. it wide open power, and he was pulling back like the airplane was going to fly. Yeah, yeah. He, you dumb bastard. It's not going to take off. Dude. He needed at least another 30, 40 miles an hour. Yeah, and you're not going to get it with full up elevator. No. You're done. And hanging a right doesn't help nothing. You're still going straight, stupid. Jeez. Oh. Anyway. Now I got to go look for the video. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Definitely hit uh, Hey, you'll watch it at least five times. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least. I, I've watched it at least five times, and I get madder every time because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, dude, stand on the left road. What are you doing? Do something other yeah. than what you're doing. Come on now. And I'm not even a pilot. No. No, I do I I don't have a pilot's license like I said. I I've, I've got a little bit of freaking seat training, you know. My dad was an instructor and I flew a lot with him. Never had a license or anything. But I've logged more hours well, than you probably overrated. should. Right? I do know at the RC field, man, most of the real pilots put them in. And I don't mean that for I know I don't mean that they just kind of come out with a with a positivity that hey, this is just an RC plane. It's I, I okay, know, and they underestimate it. I know a handful of real pilots that can fly the absolute shit out of airplanes. Right, but at the same time, uh, like uh, probably a younger real pilot, their their mindset is at the control yoke, not at the right. radio. So now there are a few pilots. I need to put a caveat in there. There are a few pilots that I've been around that have done both. They're absolutely on point. But if you're just a pilot thinking you could fly an RC plane, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. I, I've, tried I've to seen that, that happen before. Oh, I'm a real pilot. I can handle this. Whoop. Yep. Yeah, right I've tried it ground. two seconds into the flight. Yep. Yeah, about the, about the second time they think, oh, I'm behind the yoke, and they get it backwards because it's coming at them. 
Well, like I've said, I know real pilots that also fly RC. Those guys are generally on point. Right. But it's it's the ones that think they can. Right. Well, that's yeah. just one of those deals. Sorry, I want to clear it up because there's a couple of pilots I know that listen to the show, and I don't want to thinking about right thinking I'm talking about them. Hey, Nick, what do you think we take a quick break? Sure. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Daggum, well, man, we can, you know, get the show on the road. What we do? Welcome back to the RC Scrap Pile. That damn nudiechick.com, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> man, this guy. That's w- all w- I did. W- that, w- was, that was a horrible boom hour impression, <laughs> but I was put on the spot, so we had to go for it. www.black.helicopters.gov. Oh, man. Damn. It'd be real bad if that was an actual <laughs> website. <laughs> well, here, I will tell you, man, if, uh, you know, you get a Hotmail address, man, make sure you spell it M-A-I-L, not M-A-L-E, because that takes you to a whole different fucking ballgame. I'm just letting you know. It's bad that he knows that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, accidental spelling. I'm not the sharpest dude. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I get a little... Are you saying you're not the brightest bulb in the tree? Man, what happens is is my mind thinks faster than my fingers sometimes. So I'm thinking mail, and I spell it wrong sometimes, and some dumb shit comes up, and then Carrie Howard sends me a fucking message, <laughs> and, and it's... it's his du- in, it's his initials are yeah, Carrie, Carrie Howard. Howard. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it just kind of happens that way. <laughs> That poor guy. He ain't got to know what to do with us. I tell you what, if I'm not on a government watch list from what this dude has sent me, it's not too far along, you know? Maybe. Holy jeez, man. Oh, man, that guy, he's a... You know, he's taking all the rational shit we've given him in stride, really. It's pretty great. Which, man, what's really funny is we tried to get that dude on the show run time, and he's like, uh, no. Yeah, he turned us down. Why would you turn me down? Hey, he is the only person that has turned us down. Absolutely turned us down. We have called and asked anybody to be on the show, and they're like, hell yeah, man. This dude's like, uh, no. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to lock up. You guys are going to get me drunk and take advantage of me. (laughs) Well, maybe. Well, man, I think that was his (laughs) intentions, and he's kind of scared on the fact that we might try to do that to him. I think he has, like, got in his own head on that deal. Man. Now, you mentioned the government watch list. He might not be trying to get on that. Right. Well, I'm on it. Maybe. (laughs) Well, dude, I guarantee you. I mean, hi. I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee you the stuff that guy sends to me, and he hardly even knows me. I can only imagine the shit he's sending to other people. He's already on that watch list, man. <laughs> It'll be all right. We love you, Carrie. Man, my wife's Middle Eastern. I'm on that watch list. I don't need any help. <laughs> oh. <Am I> right? <laughs> Boy, that's bad. Especially. I, I love that girl to death. <laughs> you know the one thing. But I, she got us in some bad situations. I'm just saying. You know the one <laughs> thing I love oh, about wow. the. I love about the breaks we take. What's that? It's, man, these folks have no idea that no, they're like no. 30 seconds or two hours right <laughs> and there might have been a good hour and a half of just some quality bullshit that we probably should have been recording entirely possible. i'm all past on that right <laughs> uh speaking of quality bullshit man i gotta give a huge shout out to nick ziggler dude that guy is awesome man which uh he had to work tomorrow so he's like hey man i gotta cut this short and we totally understand. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, work, work and family first, always. Yeah, we appreciate him taking the time out to be on the show with us, man. And if 
if you guys, man, if you don't know who Nick Ziegler is, search him up on Facebook. This guy puts out some quality content. Quality and, content, uh, quality pilot, quality person all the way yeah, around. 100, cool 100%. Yep. And we also got to give a special shout out to Jason Hill tonight. Ah. Yeah. I called him last minute. <laughs> you know? I'm like, hey, man, Larry's not going to be able to make it. You want to be our guy? And he's like, hell yeah, I'll be right there. And uh, he was. Absolutely, he was. Right on time. Yep. Happy to be here. I Good. love it. It's all part of the fun that we go through. Well, somebody said last week that like, hey, Larry, you got a little bit of a tan, you know? <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's, that's fucking perfect. I like that. <laughs> so Jason Jason is our alternate Larry. <laughs> right? I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Alternate Larry. Yeah, you're right. you're going to have to be a better ball buster. You know, you got, you got some shoes to fill here. I've been taking it easy, but I no. can't do worse. No, you oh, just lay it man. out there. Be yourself. You got yeah, it, Yeah, just flop her yeah. out on the table. It'll be all right. Wow. Yeah. He Did said, I say that shit? I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, you I'm said it. Well, we, we, so, man, last week, Jason brought this bottle of Captain Morgan. <laughs> and uh and we didn't even touch it. Yeah, we didn't even touch it. <laughs> Which you know, that's we, amazing for us. Well, kind of, but we did touch that beer that they brought up from Houston. So, yeah. Yep. You know, it was just kind of one of those deals. So, we we messed around and well, drank half the bottle tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. It might it, show a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeez. It'll be okay or it won't. One of the two. <laughs> right. Oh man, let's get to what we got to get. Yeah, let's get to what we got to get to. Uh Man, the whole buddy RC RC thing with the the bighorns. Man, we're waiting on you know Larry has had some medical issues and everything like that. We're waiting for a time where we can get all three of these at the field, um, get some pictures and and get three points of view on this stuff. Um, I'm totally happy with this man for the for the price. It is a balsa model, comes plug and fly, two fifty nine. With flaps, two ninety nine with flaps. I thought maybe it is two ninety nine with flaps. It might be, but but <laughs> whatever it is, it's still in a, It's still well, an awesome price point. Well, right here's there. where I'm at on this deal. Like if you were to buy an E Flight Timber or you know a foam model that is close to what this is, you're gonna spend the same money and you're getting quality balsa. And man, I don't know what you think, Clint, but dude, the craftsmanship and everything on this, dude, this thing was solid, man. The magnets have well i'm gonna tell you maybe, right now maybe a little bit too much but they're awesome you know and <laughs> i'm, I'm dude, gonna tell you right sick. now i took the airplane in the box i get off work at 3 30 in the afternoon we were flying at seven o'clock that evening right and you i know? and i guarantee you easily you know and i'm i'm kind of a slow guy and kind of particular and want to measure stuff and make sure right. everything you had, like that you had the opportunity to have the day to right. put yours together i put mine together in literally an hour right and i i mean it took me two. right you know and that's with radio setup and everything making sure my flaps work the way they want to doing the elevator mix the flaps yeah, i tough. mean absolutely everything 2 hours the 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 big horn is super awesome uh, we're gonna take a couple of them to uh, Moreland tomorrow, right? And fly them. And I'm, I, one of my intentions is to let those guys just kind of fly the airplane and see what they think <laughs> about it. Also, yep. And I mean, full disclosure, Buddy RC was nice enough to gift us their new Edge 540 that came out. Right, the hot rod one. Right. And dude, this thing's in a box. I haven't even taken it out yet because I'm ordering stuff. I ordered some Savox servos for it. I've been talking to TJ back and forth. It's like, what motor do I need need to get? I want to buy this from you guys. 
you know, and uh, we got that figured out here just a few minutes ago. And uh, I'll order that tomorrow. And we should have this. As soon as I get parts, I'm thinking I've got some spare time. I should be able to get this thing together well, in a day. Uh, I know that we have some weird weather coming for Oklahoma City yeah. in September, you right. know, this week. So hopefully we can get it together one night at, at right. the house this week and but get I did, it done. I did open the box. I did look in it, dude. This thing is Kevlar reinforced. There's carbon fiber running from the front to the back. Uh, the covering is absolutely amazing. I mean, I am, dude, I'm pumped on this model. I can't like, wait to fly it. Like, well, here's the thing, too, is we're going to make sure in our circle of friends, everybody gets to beat on this thing. Oh, absolutely. So it's not just going to be our perspective on it. We're going to have either, you know, a video on YouTube or a video on Facebook or just us talking about it on the podcast. You're going to hear different points of view on this thing. And, from the box, I mean, all I've done is pull out the fuselage. I've watched the video online, but, dude, the fuse is, the covering is amazing. Everything is awesome on this deal, dude. I mean, I, I haven't seen quite an ARF like this. Right. And it comes with wing bags. So, and, right. I mean, that's yo, that's a, that's, a, that's a huge deal for me right there. And something else I'm going to throw out here. We've got a few guys in the area that are, like, Skywing fans. They own Skywings and everything like that. And I told them, I was like, hey, this might give the Skywing a run for this money. And, and I got a couple of comments like, dude, I will be impressed if that happens. And then I started telling them some of the features of this. And they're like, oh, shit. Right. You know, so uh, those are the first guys on my list, right? And, you know, and we're, we're going we're going to test fly it and get it going. Yeah. But uh, here, which here's the thing, we why this, right? We, uh, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Clint here. I am not capable of doing what this airframe has to offer. <laughs> you know, um, so I'm going to make sure it gets in hands that does. That I'm, I mean, my literal interpretation of this is I'm going to build it. I'm going to put it together with with the best stuff that I can afford, and. I want somebody to try to break it yeah. because I don't think there's anything you can do in the air to, to break this airframe just yeah. by looking at it. Now we'll, we'll see when, when the, when the verdict's out, but right. If it can be broken in flight, I'll be impressed. I'm calling in the stig on this deal. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, a few of them. Right. I mean, I, right. I know a whole bunch of sticks and right. it's, it's, we're calling in a few of them here. Right. Fly this. Yeah. If, if man, anybody in our area that wants to pull on this thing, you let us know. We'll let you rip right. it. Right. So, I mean, yo, huge shout out to Buddy RC for man amazing. for sending that to us and uh that was totally unexpected and super welcomed and we definitely appreciate right. you guys. And we're going to rig Absolutely. it up right. We're not skimping out in any way right. shape or form. It's going to have high-end servos, high-end yep. ESC, high-end well, motor. I, I, I mean, ordered a Savox 1250 um high voltage SV servos today. So, right, hot rod servos. Right. Well, man, I mean, if you save money on the airframe, you can spend some money on electronics. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, especially in that situation. That's how I explain so. it to my wife. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully next weekend we'll have that going. We'll, right. We'll be able to talk about that and see what happens. Well, man, really, you know, I've kind of been following TJ pretty close. We had him on a show a couple of, you know, a couple of episodes ago. And, man, OMP is bringing some stuff to the market that I think is going to be a game changer. Absolutely. I, I, I really do, whether it's quads or airplanes or anything like that. Yeah. These guys are working hard to try to I, fill the void in the market and get some really cool stuff I, out there. I'll be up front. I want to see a 50, 60 cc bighorn right. like immediately. Yep. I, I would be a huge player on one of those and just man, from flying this little one. And, I, man, I, I'm really thinking the same thing on this edge. If it's got, you know, if they, they were to come out and try to sell, you know, a you know, 100 cc version of this, Dude, 
This thing, um, this thing is sick, uh, man. Absolutely, and it's got like foam on the edge of anything that contacts the airframe. <laughs> I mean, the little detents for you know the the wings that go on there. It comes with a wing bag. It comes with a carbon fiber spinner with an aluminum backing plate. Dude, this thing is sick. Right. I mean, it really is. I still so, want to try the Challenger. Or right, yo, know, man. I'm not gonna lie. If the Challenger would have been a little bit more. Uh, pushed before the bighorn i might have bought the challenger I, instead of the bighorn but i've been I'm, looking at the challenger man I'm, it looks it looks good i want to try it i'm totally happy with the bighorn hello I tj might have to get both yeah we got a man needs a needs a challenger here <laughs> man they're waiting for him to get in from everything i understand man right slow so, slow boat from china and we got some uh, uh yeah. we, we got, got all some stuff going, going on, on in the world so. and uh it's yeah. Man, it's a tough game for the hobby right now just Absolutely. because most of our stuff comes out of China. Yeah. Ah, it's just part of it. Not all of it, but there's there's a good good portion. That's I, for sure. Absolutely. And I'm talking too much. What do you guys want to say? <laughs> man, I'm all about that big horn. Dude. <laughs> Dude, it's so <laughs> man, it's absolutely so much fun. It's the right size to throw in your car, you know, for your your normal everyday airplane. You know, I mean if you're well, flying if you're flying bigger stuff and, you know, it's it's kind of more cumbersome to get to the field, this is a good model for you to just keep in the right. car. You can go out after work, maybe at lunch, whatever. Dude, it's it's the right size. I can leave it fully assembled, put it in my little Honda Civic, yeah, along with everything else that I need for the day, and have plenty of room. It's definitely right. a plus. Uh, we, we can't forget Jason Duran. No, man. You know, ZDZ engines, ZDZ engines, A power batteries. You know, uh, we can't thank him enough. You know, right. I mean, that's just uh, be sure and check him out too. And like that said, man, we've got always be sure to read the show notes, read the description because there's there's discount coupons that help you out. We don't get anything from that. You know, yeah, that's, that's just not, one of those things that uh, we've made relationships, and that's one of those things that kind of give back to you guys, man. We appreciate you listening and. Here's a gift from us and them. Same thing with Buddy RC. I think they've got one out right now that's ten uh, percent off on anything on Buddy RC website, and it's uh, RC Scrap Pop. That's it. I got a couple of those eight, eight power batteries, and uh, I'm very happy with them. Man, I'm, dude. I've got several myself, and I'm pumped on them so far. I haven't got the beat on them like I have my like old school quad batteries, but so far, man, so good. And yeah, I've ran a couple of little too low or <laughs> maybe left them charged up and didn't discharge them and everything like that there's no puffing there's no anything like that the in internal resistance still reads good i'm I'm pumped that's awesome and for the price point you can't beat it absolutely and we can't forget our friend from the uk dude our buddy from the uk is an about an amazing individual that i've ever seen good as it gets <laughs> You say from the UK. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know who you know who you are. We don't Absolutely. Wanna, we don't want to sell you out. Yeah, we're not gonna sell you out, but we sure do appreciate you. Yeah, and we sure do appreciate what you did for us this week. You know, Man. I mean that's a that's a that's a hell of a person and a hell of a name to say our name. You know, uh, and if you hadn't seen the video, you just need to look at the look at the Facebook page. Right. You'll know what I'm talking. The about. The guy made a long travel to make that deal happen. Right. And, so, uh, mm. man, 
the the circle of friends that uh, you create in this hobby is absolutely amazing. Well, man, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, dude. The world got smaller when we started this podcast. <laughs> it really did. It, I mean, it you really know? did. You know, some of the people that uh, post up on our Facebook group, if you're not a part of that, get on it, man. Absolutely. You know, there, there's a wealth of knowledge there, and, you know, some ridiculous uh, content as well, man. We're Like, like share, subscribe. All yeah. the normal bullshit, you right. know. Uh, Which, when you say bullshit, you're kind of right because there's, yeah. there's some ridiculous bullshit on there, but there's some also good to, good content too. Uh, the the RC scrap pile Facebook page is awesome. Uh, I'm having a lot there. of fun with it. Uh, it it continues to grow, which is what we want, obviously. Uh, one of the one of the people this week that I've seen start to become active in it. Uh, a lot of people might be familiar with Bowman Rings. You know, for gasoline engines. Yep. Uh, when Frank Bowman retired, he sold the business to this gentleman. And he's, you know, he's been active in our Facebook page this week. You right. know, this and guy that, sent us a message and said, hey, man, thanks for the shout out. And I'm sitting right. here going, did we give him a shout <laughs> yeah. out? Oh, wait, man, maybe I had a few drinks. But. Right. You know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's amazing the people that you meet and the people that you deal with. And the people that just kind of pop up out of nowhere. I mean, we had a post on our Facebook page this week from Kevin Quinn. Right. You know, and I don't know if, I'm sure everybody in the aviation world knows who Kevin Quinn is. And man, if you don't, you need to check him out. You need to check him out. You <laughs> I know? Might, man, I, you know, I might have a little man crush on this dude. dude this guy is cool <laughs> as shit, man. He does a bunch of cool stuff. And man, what I like about him is he gives back, you know. It's it's not like all the glitz and the glamour of being a pilot and having some cool aircraft and everything like that. This dude is actively giving back. He wants to share what is going on in the aircraft hobby, whether it's, you know, I mean, whatever. Dude, it's amazing. You know, I love people like that. If I had a Lamborghini, I want to give everybody in the world a, Lam a ride in a Lamborghini, <laughs> you know, that wants one. You know, if I could do that, that that's something I would share, and I think that's kind of his mentality on this deal. I know I'm gonna butcher this this gentleman's name right now. Uh oh. But Bjorn Ball. Bjorn. Uh, who? Bjorn. Bjorn? I don't know if that's right or not. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like it's right. I, I want him to correct me so I know how the hell to say his name. <laughs> right. But I'm, it, I'm gonna go with Bjorn. I've watched some uh you know Right. I watched it, some YouTube from other countries. I feel pretty confident. In that. Right. I'm gonna he, say Casey's right. He he picked up Frank Bowman's business and has continued the ring manufacturing business for the gasoline engines, you know. And uh, it, the whole world knows I beat up on DLE-20s. I hate them, throw them <laughs> in the lake, I'm done with them. You know, and this guy, he sent me a message. He's like, you need to send me one, and I'll make it run right. And I bet he could, but I'm not Did going. you tell him you had four you can send right now? No, I, I because I, between the two of us, I think we can make that happen. And I, I don't, I don't one. have one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I, have one. I got one. I, I'm more than happy to take him up on that. Well, I send it to him. I bet he'll make it purr like <laughs> right. a kitten. I'm not gonna buy one to find out. Which man? Where's he at? Uh, I'm gonna say he's in Texas somewhere because it, so. it kind of directed up from the Texas bunch of guys that are on our page. Right. You know, so maybe he can correct us as to where he's from and put it at, you know at the end of the day put your information on our page or send it to us and we'll put it on our page you know we we appreciate it yeah what well, i mean 100 percent. the outreach that we've got from the community from starting this deal is is totally humbling and 
You know, I think we try to touch on that every show, and I, I really hope I'm not overdoing it. But, man, it's it's absolutely amazing the uh, the support we've gotten, you know, the the reach that we have maintained in this small amount of time. It, it's actually insane. And everybody that listens, everybody that shares, everybody that gives back to the community on our Facebook page or, or anything, it, it is it, it just blows my mind. I can't it's, even. It's I can't really even. humbling for three. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Jason's helping us out and kind of kind of filling in a spot, and we appreciate <laughs> that greatly. And and that's probably uh, that might be a regular situation, you know, here and there. But uh, it's really humbling the people who have been involved with us directly as the RC scrap pile. Man, I'm ha- I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's. Incredibly flattering just to be invited. So uh, I appreciate it. Don't feel so flattered. It's not that amazing. (laughs) 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 But we damn sure appreciate you, man. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Not a problem. I know. I'm kind of a naysayer on that fact. You know, I'm 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 one of those guys that I just want to stay. I want to stay as humble as humanly possible. Absolutely. And you know, as big as it grows, I still want to be the same dude. Right. If if it, if it was 10 people listening, I'm going to be the same guy. Right. You know, and that's, that's my goal in this whole entire deal. Absolutely. (laughs) And we're looking forward to the fun fly. We have some pretty serious fun flies coming up that we're going to attend. And, uh, you know, again, thanks to our guy from the UK, we have, uh, we have a nice gift to be able to record at the fun flies and such. So, I'm Man. looking forward to it. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. I 3D printed some mic stands to kind of <laughs> yeah, kind of help with to that. To kind of make this happen. And I'm kind of pumped on how they turned out. When I started, I was like, this is going to be bullshit. Oh, Man, they look gorgeous. I'm a little bit of an audio Nazi, and I have to have, like, pro gear. And I'm, I'm a, like, but I'm going to try this. Dude, this shit's cool. They look I'm, awesome. I'm going to tell you right now, I've got two guys sitting beside me who are 3D printing guys, and they've got me <laughs> fired up wanting a 3D printer. It's awesome, man. It's a whole lot of fun. It's yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with it. it I don't know. It's just it's interesting. Well, I'm gonna ha- I'm probably gonna have to join you in that journey here. Uh, you know, uh, for those of you who don't don't know, I've recently sold my house and and done a whole bunch of moving around and shit's been kind of weird for me. You know, but we're getting back on a solid track now and getting straight and narrow, and uh, that's just one of the things that I'm looking forward to. Man, I'm looking for this guy's YouTube right now because he gave us a shout-out on his show the other day, and I feel like an asshole because I don't know exactly what it is. I'm having to search it up. Help me out. Fill in, Clint. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I've been trying for the last 20 minutes, which it might be because I'm inebriated and it's hard to type. Right. <laughs> I just got a text message I don't even want to think about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Man, we'll just put it this way. Larry is not here in person, but he's here in spirit. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. I needed that picture. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks a lot. I haven't looked at it yet. And oh. really don't plan on it. Guys, we sure appreciate everything y'all do for us. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concern, please reach out to us. Right. I mean, uh, dude, if we're totally sucking, let us know. Yeah. If we're doing an amazing job, let us know, man. If there's something that you want us to cover, you know, that, that let that, us that, know. Let us know. You know, we we want to try to do we will try to do right by you guys, man. We we, you know, it's 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 a small part of the world here in Oklahoma, 
you know, uh, as far as our hobby goes, we, we, I mean, we've got a good reach on the people that are around us, but man, we don't know what's going on, you know, everywhere. So if there's something that we're missing or something you guys want to hear about, there's a good chance we know how to get a hold of somebody that knows if we don't. Absolutely. So there's, there's a lot of clubs here in Oklahoma. There's several around town, but there are more clubs, uh, in the immediate area, Texas, Arkansas, uh, there's just it, there's a lot of friends we have that uh well man it, it's it's a thriving hobby around here i would have to say you know i mean there's i think it's a thriving hobby a lot of places just it's a small hobby so agreed yep. it's gonna be what it is we appreciate you guys no wait i gotta figure out who this is and we gotta give a <laughs> shout out for well, it because well, they gave us one man we'll get to it no 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 we gotta get to it today oh. man <laughs> hold on which the guy I've been talking to is uh, Brian Cohn. And, man, I can't remember his site. But, man, I watch this stuff. And, dude, if you're into nitro stuff and vintage stuff, these guys kill it. They also have some good, cool, you know, gas stuff. As RC well. Plane Giveaway. Yeah, what is that? That's his site. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. No. That's oh, MBMRC. MBMRC. Mary that's... Baker, Mary RC. Right. Man, on on YouTube, dude, those guys are awesome, man. I had a an older model that, uh, man, what is that thing even called? I don't even know, man. It's a it's it's basically a flying wing with a rudder. Uh the scimitar. Yeah, the scimitar. There you go. Yeah, help me remember. And man, I was uh just the the endless rabbit hole that YouTube puts you through. These guys <laughs> pop up, and I'm like, holy shit, I have one of those. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, the video content and everything, the the content these guys crank out is cool stuff, man. I, I very much enjoy it, and it made me pull it out of the scrap pile. Ah, that's a good you airplane, know? man. That, Dude, it blew awesome. It's cool, man. And well, when we posted it, you know, Clint posted a picture on our site, and people were like. Where's the elevator? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, it ain't got one. No, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, it ain't got one. You know, and I'm like, well, no, really. How does it fly? And I'm like, well, it's like this, you know. And then I, I shared that video with them, which those guys go in a little bit more detail, you know, and and uh, everything. And, dude, they're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers, and they're going to give away a kit from Old School Model Works. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, so be sure and be yeah. sure and follow them. Yeah, make sure and subscribe, subscribe and everything like that. Help them get there. And it also enters you in a chance to win a kit. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody to do and uh, super cool if you win. And, it, and if not, man, you're supporting somebody else in this hobby, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, that's – if I had a pastime other than this hobby, it would be supporting people that are in this hobby. That was a good flying airplane. I love that thing. <laughs> well, we need to get it running a little better so you can fly it. Yeah, well. Well, it, it's going to get a motor upgrade and a tune pipe. Yeah. So it man, ought to be a little bit this better should after be good. that. It, it looked good when I saw it. It, it flew great. Uh, positive control. I, I like it. I don't think you understand the pile of stuff that I have in a scrap pile. <laughs> right. Well, my scrap pile is a little bit limited compared to yours, but I'll pull out some crazy shit that nobody's seen. Not like most people. See, Clint's got the the gas scrap pile. If, right. If you need electric stuff, give me a call. Right. I, and I'm kind of in the middle of that. I've got some electric and some nitro and some gas. I got all kind of electric crap laying around. Well, Clint's giving me the fucking meat cleaver over here. <laughs> well, we're gonna run out of time. Yep. That's right, man. We appreciate you guys listening. You know, thank you, Nick Ziegler, for being on the show. Um, that's about all I got. That's all I got. Right. Thanks, sure. our UK, UK buddy. And another person, man, we do have a uh, 
uh, man, what would you call that? A sponsorship kind of program. And we have one sponsor so far, and that's Brenton Bowker. Man, that guy. Dude, he's our buddy. He helps he's us our out, man. We he, appreciate you, Brenton. He supports us a thousand percent. So, like I said, man, always make sure and read the video or the uh, the description on the podcast. You know, there's a couple of ways there. If you want to buy a T-shirt, they're available. If you would like to give to us to help us out with our cause, it's there and available. You know, anything we can do for you guys, let us know. Anything, uh, anything that you can do for us, let us know. We appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good week. Yeah.